Well, hello there, friends. The flagship series of Modern Wisdom is back. It is Life Hacks, episode 107. Strap yourself in. This one is a, a real motherfucker. Can I say that? Yeah, I'm going to say that. It is. It really is. We are doing nearly two hours, the longest Life Hacks episode that we have ever done. Also, I have finally managed to get Modern Wisdom accepted onto the Amazon Associates Influencer Program. What this means is that we now have our own shop front on Amazon where we can list all of the products that we've talked about in this Life Hacks episode and in all of the ones in the past and in the future. So if you want to go on and you want to grab yourself something from a previous episode or you just want to browse and maybe re-familiarize yourself with what it was that we've talked about, everything will be listed on that one link. I'm populating it as I go. So everything from this episode is on now and previous episodes will get added over the next few weeks. But if you do shop through there, it will help to support this channel as well. A small amount of the proceeds go to us at no extra cost to yourself. As always, link will be in the show notes below along with any referral codes or discount codes that we have found for everything that we talk about in this episode. On top of that, this episode is brought to you by The Protein Works. You'll find out all about that as soon as the episode starts, but we're giving away £150 of free products that me, Johnny and Yusuf will choose you from The Protein Works itself. All that you have to do is listen. See, that's the problem with using Pomodoros, that that alarm goes off sometimes when I'm working. But also for that, stay tuned. Find out what a Pomodoro is. Let's go. Life Hacks 107. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. It is Life Hacks 107 with Jonathan Watson and Yusuf from propinfitness.com. You never say boys and girls. You always just say ladies, ladies and gentlemen. gentlemen. It's 18 plus only. Must be 18 plus Fair to enough. follow. Fair enough. Fair this fine. is an adult program for adult people. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Life Hacks, it's been ages since we've done a Life Hacks. It has. Welcome it back. Has. It's been like, this is the first one of 2019 as well. I spoke to someone today on the phone who was who said they loved life hacks, and I told him we're recording the next one today, and he was Exciting. like, "I cannot wait." It's consistently the best performing in terms of. I, th- I think it's just so actionable. Anyway, um, first things first. Today's episode is brought to you by the Protein Works. If you have a life hack that you want us to try, pop it in the comments below on YouTube. If you are just listening. Head to the YouTube channel, search Modern Wisdom Podcast, Life Hacks 107, and put your favourite life hack in the comments below. The best life hack we will trial before the next life hacks and do a review on it. And we're going to pick £150 worth of Protein Works products that we'll send to you for free. Thank you very much to the Protein Works for sponsoring this episode. And I really hope that the best one that gets chosen isn't something weird that we have to do. But it I, might be. I think you, 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 they should be allowed to say specifically something they want Yusuf to do. Okay. If you would like... Okay, we can we can have that as a, as a little stipulation like as well. It can either be an all, yep. to all, or to Yusuf. Fine. Yeah. But <laughs> pop your life hacks in the comments below. Online bullying here. If, if anyone picks anything terrible and we do it and it wins, you're getting £150 worth of unflavoured, hydrolyzed whey. Because <laughs> <laughs> the only criteria is we pick the supplements. Yeah, that's it. So be careful yeah. what you're picking. Pick something good for us. But yes, 
Pop your favourite life hack in the comments below. Like I say, if you're listening, there is a link to the YouTube channel in the show notes. Head there, give us a comment, and yeah, we'll we'll pick someone. I should say, by the way, hydrolyzed whey, although it's it's a very rapidly absorbed protein, hydrolysis is digestion, and so it tastes of vomit. And when I say, oh, it's not like, oh, it tastes of vomit, it's horrible. It actually tastes of vomit. It is what vomit tastes like. Yeah. It's yeah. the same flavour. Fine. Right. Who is going to go first? Do you want me to hot potato you, Johnny? Or? <laughs> well, you always do. Yep. Johnny, go on. We did a podcast the other day with a guy who I didn't really know much about, who had a lot of qualifications. And <laughs> Loads just, of letters. We just opened with, Johnny, do you want to do the introduction? Oh, fucking hell. Like, <laughs> yeah. don't know he, who got, he, got, he got the guy on the podcast. So, uh, my first life hack is get a dog. Nice. So, I mean, the thing is, to, to me and, and my social circle, it's like a, not many people I know have dogs. There'll be people listening to this who've like had a dog for five years. Fuck you on about, mate. Yeah. Fuck you, mate. Like, I, I got a dog first. Like, don't, mm. don't be, don't be trying to get one over on me with your dog. But you, you are the, the first in, in this circle of, of, of getting a dog. Yeah. yeah. You've got in there. So I, it does just up level the amount of time you smile and laugh. That's great. Which I think is worth. I mean, they're expensive. I've seen innumerable <laughs> benefits for you in having Dexter. Mm. Um, I've seen a few downsides as well. There are definitely downsides. Week. Yeah. Um, so this week he's been unwell, which has meant I've had, to, I've had to sleep on the sofa, which has been... Why? Because he was waking up to shit two, three times in the night. Okay. So it's, I'm being it's, sick. I'm being sick. So it's more convenient oh, to... Just be there. Literally. Yeah. To, I'm just like, I was just... Limit my downside. This is a, it's a really big commitment. It must be, it's like the tester for um, having a kid. Exactly. So exactly. So how, how are you finding it? Because that would be for me, I'm especially for me as well. And any other only children that are listening will know the degree of independence and non-fuckery that you give about the rest of the world. Mm -hmm. Because it's just you solo Mm -hmm. single dick out swinging it around. Mm. How has it been having to not only be responsible for another life, but also think very carefully about what someone else's needs are. It's, uh, it's difficult. Is it? Mm. Really? Well, so like, like you say, so it went from, it was just me and my girlfriend living together and you just have a life that you, you don't even think about like the little things in your routine. Then suddenly this thing that's like requires constant management <laughs> and can't like, doesn't have a bank like account. Doesn't have business. a car. He, like he can't do anything himself. Can't feed himself. I have to do everything for him. And even when he wants to go out to have a piss or a shit, like either he does it in the house or I have to say, right, it's now time for yeah. for your toilet time. Let's go do mm-hmm. something about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, that. And, and also it's, so it's, it's made me real. I've been thinking this week actually. So like there was a night when both Becca and I was, were sleeping on the sofa and it's like, we like scr- scrunched on the sofa and it's 3am and Dexter wakes up and he's like barking, needs to go out. And you hang on. You're both sleeping on the sofa. Mm. You're two... I mean, yeah. respect to Becca, but she's a long girl. Yeah, yeah, I know. And you are a long, wide human. Yep. How big's this sofa? Not big. Like, not big enough. Is the dog you... on the sofa? No, the dog's on the floor. I think that you're taking liberties with your furniture here, mate. Okay. Like, I think... It, there are wide... So, it's a bit like this, where there's a there's a wide bum cushion for the sofa. It's, it is this shape I should I should... I mean, do you sleep at a right angle? So one of us sleeps that way, one of us sleeps that way. Do you? Yeah. Feet to feet. Head to head. head. Are you kidding? Yeah. Why? I don't know. It just feels feels natural. Okay. What would you... Feet to head is the worst combination, I think. Okay. 
This is blown. This whole situation has blown me away. Well, okay. So anyway, that's that's not the that's not the story. So <laughs> sounds like that's what is. we've been doing. And so, but you wake up at three in the morning, and like neither neither of you wants to wake up and do it, but you've got to navigate that. And so, like, I can. That's that's quite testing on a relationship. <clears throat> so I can only imagine, like, that's like a week of yeah. six months we've had him. You or not that. Have a long time, and I suppose a dog's lifespan, it like they grow more rapidly. Yeah, yeah. So that period of time dissipates very quickly. Mm. Maybe like I don't know, what is it like two years when you have a kid? If, yeah. if I'm gonna wake up in the middle of the night and stuff like that, uh, I don't maybe know. Bit, maybe a bit less. I think based on it, almost feels like you should. If you think about having a kid, you should be made to have a dog first, first yeah. and then like if your relationship lasts that, and it goes sense. well, then so good prep for having a kid. Improves mm. the amount of laughs and smiles in your house. It's got you out of the house more as well. The, uh, it's the, out, it's the outdoor thing for me would be a, so you, would be yeah, a huge so, one. So steps. Consistently 10,000. Consistently. 10,000 is a lot of steps as mm. well. So there is in Atomic Habits <clears throat> by James Clear, <clears throat> he talks about, I want to say it's strategic choices or choice, uh, crucial choices with a downstream implication. I can't mm. remember the specific term that he uses, but he talks about single purchase or single decisions which have multiple downstream benefits Mm -hmm. and the first one and this book is like the fucking bible for habit setting not read something that's so implementable in a long time very good and then the the top one is if your uh, area that you're looking to improve on is happiness buy a dog just get a dog like i mean if if james fucking clear says it yeah well so it does definitely like it's a it is a lifestyle increase, but there's just a a cost with that mm-hmm. with that increase. So, but a, a so hugely asymmetric, on. I'm going to guess. Yeah, but things like so the stuff I thought it would it would knack and related to this is stuff like I'll never get a rom wad again. Like I'll never, you know, my mornings will be trash. Did he do it with you? So this morning he actually did do it with me. Yeah. <laughs> did he? Yeah, but um, is he good at puppy dog? I bet. So he he's. Fucking obviously brilliant, the puppy dog. Like he owns that. <laughs> That's his pose. Because downward dog, to be weirdly, he doesn't do proper downward dog because he's a puppy. Right. So he does a proper, and he gets his head all the way through. And I'm like fuck, I'm so like I, you know, I'm really like, my lats are so tight. Yeah. Um, but Daniel, if you are listening, Daniel, voice of Rom, um, can we have Dogward, please? That would Dogward be, would be good. Split screen. F- fucking mint. That mm-hmm. would be good. They do do dog yoga, I think. Fuck knows what that involves, but fair enough. But so, actually, you, I have to do all that stuff. So I have to meditate, Ronald, whatever, before a certain time, before mm. he needs to be out. So it's actually created a like a, just an unavoidable. I can't get out of it. Like that's not negotiable. So, so you've Parkinson law, time box, do morning yeah. routine. Yeah, but I suppose the one problem is that if you have a very naughty dog or one that's chaotic with its sleeping routine, mm. if it gets up at five one day, seven the next, eight the next, yeah, yeah. Dogs are very, dogs thrive off routine. So if you, true? Keep, if you keep a dog in a routine, especially when it's a puppy, mm. and you, you create a routine for the dog, it just, so interestingly. So you've actually had a benefit from routinizing your life yeah, because of around, the dog. Around the dog. That's great. So if you, like a lot of people um, who have a dog and work nine to five and come home at lunch or whatever, if they then work from home in the morning, they'll find the dog just sleeps all morning because that's what it's been used to doing. Yeah. Mm. And it plays in the evening or whatever. Mm. So yeah, so, um, Quite expensive, more expensive than I thought it was going to be. Insurance, dog food, the things add up. The other thing that is really annoying is the way that vets pricing works. So you'll be in the vets with the dog, and they'll go, "Ah, oh, we're just going to run test, test, test." And as you leave, the receptionist goes, 
I'll be £120. You're like, what? Mm. What do you mean? Like, no one mentioned. Like, I can't refund it because it's mm. happened. Yeah. So either I'm a, I'm a, in debt to you. He's or... put the AirPods in your pocket and you've yeah. walked out of the store and someone's come running out waving yeah. a receipt. So yeah. is that is that upsells or is that you've been sold stuff without realising you've agreed to it? Yeah. Uh, well, it's like, you, so in the same way, so imagine you go to a doctor mm-hmm. and you're like, my stomach hurts and they do test one, test two, test three, test four. And then as you leave, you get charged for all those tests. Ah, uh, you say, well, hang on, I only want... Test one. But at no point did the doctor say, I'm going to do this, this, this. It's going to be... They don't say which is mandatory and which is... It's just like, oh, well, it could be a a spectrum of problems. I'll test for all of them, bill you for all of them. Cheers, mate. Put them in an MRI. They they need to make money. Yeah, surely you can just do... Like, well, I suppose that's what the American system is. Like, somebody you come in with a sore finger and they will do, like, a CT head and they'll... Really? Yeah, they'll just fully... So Gen Gen and X. I'd rather that, though, I think. Really? Well, because then the incentives are aligned. Mm. You'd what? So you'd rather the, the the doctor like irradiates you head to toe and like <laughs> well, as tests. long as there's rationale behind it. PR exam. Like obviously, like, if you're taking the piss, then that's different. <laughs> I see. But if if the incentive is, but he's what's like, to stop them taking the piss? Their time, I suppose, and also are they, they financially incentive. The, so they're getting paid for the time. They're like, oh, I've got a patient in. I'll just you know. I think I'm okay. I'd rather they took the piss in that direction than the other. What than just being like? Like I'd rather a doctor just gets me out of the room because the ten minutes are up. I'd rather that didn't happen, and instead I'm sent for the full, I've got a full blood panel. And okay, so bye, dog. See, you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't get onto that. Oh, the vet. Um, what about you? First life. So, just on the back of that as well. Uh, if you don't want to commit to a dog, or if you can't afford the the long term cost of a dog, borrow mydoggy.com. Excellent website where yeah. I think it's twelve pounds a year, and you just you basically select dogs within your like Tinder for dogs, I suppose. So, mm-hmm. like, you, you look at dogs within your range, within your, like, your locality. Radius. You choose the gender. Choose the gender. Choose the age. Can you? Yeah. Choose you the breed. Choose the type of dog. People have little dog profile photos, and you just borrow someone's dog if they're going away or if they're... Has anyone uploaded a photo of a dog with the dog filter from Snapchat on it? Because I oh, would choose that dog. Definitely. Dog, dog squad. That, that, that dog's going to have a good time, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. <clears throat> Is that where we got the uh, whippet that had psychomotor retardation from? <laughs> that, that was a friend. But uh, I have borrowed right. other dogs from Borrow My Doggy and they were much better. Okay. It didn't have the psychomotor retardation. <laughs> I do think that, that getting, a, getting a dog when your life is like, if you're out of the house a lot. Yeah, exactly. So, so this is the reason I, like, I, I've grown up with dogs and I'm sure like a lot of people, especially young people that are listening, will think like, fuck, I, I grew up with dogs. I love dogs to bits. Yeah. And it like, it makes me physically, like emotionally uh, writhe when I see dogs. I just want to be around them. Yeah, yeah. But because I have so much respect for them, and I know based on my mum and dad's treatment of our dogs, what level of activity and care dogs should have, and yep. they can have, I'm like, I'm not going to take this dog. Mm-hmm. Like, a perfect example. It's a good point, actually. It's a disservice to the dog if you're out of the house all the time. It's just definitely. shit. Because like, yeah. the dog doesn't have the choice. It can't go and complain to someone. <laughs> <laughs> like, it can't go complain to its superiors. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, like, the proof's in the pudding. Our Rob, our Border Collie is nearly 16. Yeah. And you're like, that's what happens when you get walked three times a day and you have a militarised food and wake <laughs> routine. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, right, life hack. So my life hack, I've got mine divided into physical and digital. So uh, my first physical life hack is, this was a, a suggestion actually from a guy called Dan. Dan, this was fantastic, you've given me three, is if you have a accident in the car or an altercation or a road rage situation, so like someone starts getting out of the car, coming towards you. 
get your phone out and film yeah. them. Instantly diffuses the situation, or because what what that does is shows a mirror to them. They're knocking at your window, trying to like aggravate you. And they're like, "Hang on." Someone's saying I'm going to be a meme here. Yeah, they just see themselves and they're like, "Oh man, what was that?" Um, the guy who was your the the like BBC man who he was a presenter. Oh, yeah, and he got out the car. And got was it not really the cyclist? You're, you're going to jail, and you, I, I'll tell you what, you are too. Uh, oh, what was he saying? I don't know who you mean. It's like a David Attenborough type guy. Oh, he got he like lost his shit on a motorway. Uh, I've seen the one where um, the there's a cyclist coming along and the guy's in the car and he's being super super angry and very very threatening. Then gets out of the car and the cyclist starts cycling away and the oh, guy that's... runs along, tries to kick him. That's poetry. That video. Right? <laughs> video guy Dean will put the slow mo. Didn't you show me a, was it Vice or someone yeah, like full di- dissected di- the video like, frame by frame. <laughs> So that there's Brilliant. a bit in it where he's like, he's talking to him and he's like, are you a tank? No. Are you a car? No. You're a cyclist. So get off the one side of the road. Do you pay road tax? No. And then he's like, <laughs> and then I saw the most beautiful phrase in the English language that I've ever witnessed. It blasts well past cellar door and any of these kind of T.S. Eliot things. It is the, the phrase, put your fucking mouth Shat. <laughs> like, because what this man has done is there is a distinct U-turn in the middle of the sentence where he realises that he's gone with the wrong phrase. But then he pauses for a moment and then thinks, I'm just going to commit to it. It's so beautiful. Oh, it's, the, it's the kick. Run. So it's the kick, the, the slight overextension. Yeah. And he just kicks the terminal extension there. And then it's like... Tries to put it down, so it stops, oh, tw- double, double, and then <laughs> properly stacks it, it on his face, face and shoulder into ground, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, it's unbelievable. Right, okay, so. I'm going to find it while I'm doing So, this. film, and that's, I suppose, get anything. your phone out. Anytime there's a fight, just film. Just start filming. And, ah, uh, so it's the BBC Road. That's it. Yes, that's it. He's like, put your hands on the car and prepare to die. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do remember that. He's in the car park somewhere, isn't he? Right, so you've got a great YouTube channel. The starting of a great YouTube channel, or you've defused the fight. Yeah, there's no downside. Yeah, there that plus dash cam, million views. Yeah, right. So my first one is using scissors in the kitchen for everything you use a knife for. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Great life hack. Yeah, okay. So, the straight straight off the bat, like, if you are still cutting chicken with a knife, like, yeah. give up. Yeah. Like, buy a fairly okay pair of kitchen scissors. Need to be quite sharp. And you'll just, you never need to use, because chicken is out, chicken is on your hands, both hands usually, you're holding it, you might chop your finger, then you've got, like, salmonella in your, in your wound. And, Nothing worse. Yeah, salmonella wound. Whereas you can have single hand over the... Um, pot chopping away chopping your chicken into little dicey strips or whatever it is the same goes for vegetables the same goes for pizza like pizza with a pair of scissors like just fuck people are trying do you know like when the astronauts went to space and they were like there's no gravity in space we need to come up with a pen that'll write upside down it's like it's a pencil like yes mate fucking go back to the Americans invested in money in the like the space pen and the Russians just used a pencil <laughs> just see X-ray vision through. All you used the to be able to buy the space pen. It's like you can use it underwater and upside down. Yeah, it's like, we use pencil. I mean, it's amazing <laughs> that that's that, that sold so well. I guess people just want it's a, a novelty, cool isn't pen. it? Yeah, yeah. 
I remember like JML or QVC or someone being like, it can write on walls and it writes upside down. Yeah. Right, no, fuck off, mate. I'll just have a pencil, please. I'll have a HB3. Thanks. Do you remember the boys' stuff, the website? That used to be a no. big. Uh, Is that like Firebox? I they used to sell like BB Firebox. guns and Yeah, like Firebox. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, they were all over that kind of thing. Mm. But yeah, thing. scissors. I mean, is there anything that you guys use scissors for that's like... Yeah, like, just, you're right, kitchen stuff, because that chicken, how long does it take to try and cut chicken up? You can just go, and then you can get more accuracy, yeah. less injury risk. Less mess. Sing- the, the other thing as well is, and I always think this about when I go to the bathroom, and it's an odd habit of mine, but I, when I go to the bathroom, I only use left hand. Like, if it's a number one, I'm like... I'm just left hand. Like mm-hmm. I've, I've grown up doing things with my right hand, holding stuff in clubs, holding a clipboard, holding a phone, doing whatever. Does that mean that I only need to wash one hand? Because I don't, but I feel like I waste it. However, mm-hmm. when I'm in the kitchen and I'm cutting chicken, you I've, only, I've only touched chicken with one hand, but I still wash both. You're very Arab. Like so the, it's an Arab cultural thing to only do uh, unsanitary things with, with the, the left, left hand. That's why you shake hands really? with the right, right? Yeah. So like in, in Arab... Culture, if you like, if you do some, if you like, touch someone with your left hand, I, I don't know, if you like, yeah, isn't it something like you, the the germs you actually get from touching your penis, having a wee, and a, a smaller than like what you get from a bowl of nuts on a bar and shit oh, like that. Oh, the bowl of nuts on the bar is an absolute like ecosystem of. Uh, but even like that, even so, so that so the irony of like you go into a toilet, go to the toilet, wash your hands, and then open the door. Yeah, yeah well, a, I mean, there's an argument that you should be protecting your penis from your hands. Yeah, that, well, that's, that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Ah, so. ah, <laughs> ah, ah, <laughs> yeah, like there's more stuff that can go wrong in, into the penis than can stay on hands. Yeah, yeah. But, <laughs> This is a serious matter. Yeah, because I, I've heard inklings of this, so I thought I knew, I knew you said had something to say. Because it, it does seem to me, the number of times I, I'm standing in a public toilet and I will see someone have a piss and then leave without washing their hands. You think like, don't be such a fucking nine-year-old. At least do yeah. one. Nine-year-old. Like, how busy is your life that you don't have to, you don't have time to wash your hands? Do you know what is a? People, I'm, and I, I will I will make this argument. It is painful if you mid gym set. And you're chalky, and oh, you've got yeah. optimal level of chalk on your hands, but you need to eat, and you're like, "Oh god, to get back to this degree of dryness and chalkness is like a it's a four minute well, job." Washing your hands can mean can mean missing the next set. Yeah, like well, that's all grip gone. Yeah. Doesn't matter what barber you use. I'm I'm actually going to do a double because this one's pretty much the same. Okay. Um, using a plastic bottle to get the yolk out of eggs. Uh uh-huh, with like the squeezy. Yeah. Okay. Have you seen very, that before? It's a very YouTube life. Suck it, it, suck it up. Yeah. Have you tried so, it? So I found weirdly that the best thing for dealing with egg is eggshell. So you know, scoop. You know, if you crack an egg into a pan yeah. and there's a bit of shell, yeah. the best thing to get that out yeah. is eggshell. Okay. Fair enough. And also, <laughs> crack the egg and I just do... Tip it between the two. Yeah, tip between the two. So, I mean... If it's it, obviously that you, doesn't, you just go and pop, and then it's to stay in the bottle. Unbelievable, man! You wouldn't. Can you do it, multiple? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. It's it, so you can imagine you've cracked the egg. Obviously, the one time this doesn't work is if you're frying and you're cracking it into a pan because once it starts cooking, you're fucked. Yeah, yeah. Um, but so you need to crack it into wherever it is that you're putting it. Squeeze the bottle. Just allow the tip 
to touch the top of it. Just like, like release it. No. Yeah, sucks back so, up. And then what happens with egg number two? Is it, just, it keeps on. It just doesn't. But it you, doesn't allow you it back on the second egg. When you squeeze, does it not squeeze some of yolk one onto no, yolk so two? You, oh, get in. Got it. There you go. So there you go. Uh, scissors and uh, you look like egg. you're about to say something. No, no, it's no. alright. Uh, Johnny, what have we got next? <laughs> <laughs> um, Gusto or Hello Fresh? Okay. Mm. That's it. Drove past a man carrying a Gusto box on the way here. Are they both the same? Single. They're like Blue Apron in America. Yeah, and... pretty, pretty similar. Yeah. Right. So I would say Gusto is better based on having tried both. How do you spell that? G O U S T O. Cool. So, my diet probably the same for both of you. Extremely bland. I know you're you both doing the slow cooker shit, aren't you? So it's maybe a bit better than mine. But extremely bland. Eat the same things every day. When Becca and I eat together, it's the same shit every time. <laughs> so this, but and we both have like the. I'd quite like to learn to cook. I'd quite like to do a bit more cooking. But and you even buy a recipe book. But like the the barrier, like you open it, you're like. One clove of garlic, one bit of ginger, and you're like, fuck off. Like, who just has, like, ginger in the house? Um, maybe you do, I don't know. Mm. Who has, like, exactly the right amount of so I, so I, curry yeah, powder? I, or... I've got a big bag of blocks of frozen ginger and frozen garlic that I just chuck one in the slow cooker, okay. when it, which is lovely. That That's a very... Okay. Because Tesco do like a sachet of like crushed garlic, but it's really it's, expensive. It's tiny. It's very expensive. Mm. If you go go to like the Indian section, even in like a Morrison's or mm-hmm. you know Indian supermarket, you get a kilogram bag of garlic blocks or ginger blocks, and it's such good. So I'm, I'm actually money. amazed at how many recipes have ginger in them. Uh, really. So many more than you'd expect. It's a great flavor, and, and even just like sauces that you just take for granted what actually goes into making that like fucking hell it's like mm. 15 minutes of just chopping and dicing just to make a sauce but anyway so Pestle and mortar. you get it you, you get a, a selection of things you can pick from at the start of the week you pick the recipes that you like the most they deliver exactly the right the right ingredients for that with recipe cards to so prepare. does the machine learn like what yeah. oh yeah, that's that cool that's okay fun. so like I, this is for me I love how that's the thing we've got yeah. <laughs> This for me is like I I made a chicken korma from scratch. Like I've had different types of curry that I'd never had before because you can just remove the nuts from the preparation. Um, I guess that's just a way for you. This is a convoluted way for you to ensure that there's no nuts in your food. Well, it is, yeah, it is, and and also because I always feel bad for you that you can't have Indian food because of the because of that. But we can't we can't go to Chow Praya, which is a crying shame because you'd love it. Uh, Yeah, I'm sure I would kill both of us. Yeah, it would. Chris would have the time of his life. I'd be great. You'd have had oysters and be dead, and you'd have had nuts and be dead. But so, so anyone who it works best for like two or three or four people. Okay, but if you are, well, you could still do it. I think with with the portion sizes, Chris eats. Yeah, you actually. We've seen Chris put away. They're not part of yogurt in a in a saurine in about twenty thought twenty. He just dips the saurine in the yogurt, and the yogurt's not like it's not a petit falou. It's a share (laughs) yogurt, like a kilo tub of yogurt. Carbs are good. Like the the meals are on average. 600 to 800 calories per, per serving per serving yeah and then normally two servings so you could just laughs in the face of yeah, 800 yeah. calories um <laughs> really good like the stuff that i've eaten over the past three weeks for dinner 
I would never like. What would you if can you pick like if someone's going to go because I'm going to guess there'll be a referral. Have you got a referral code? I bet you do. I do. Yeah. Fantastic. Referral code will be below. I'm going to guess you'll get one free meal. Like <laughs> when you, your bowl. This is my. When this you, is my turn. So if someone's going to if someone's potentially going to go and get a gusto or whatever it is gusto gusto. Yeah. Um, what meals would you recommend? Or so what the, you had that the, you enjoyed? the difficulty is they change them every week. Bastards. So but that, to be honest, it's great. But there's always variations on the theme. So the. It's Indian week, it's the Asian taco. Week. Well, no. So there's like, so there's always like a burrito or a, a taco one. There's always a, a burger. There's always a make your own pizza. There's always curry variations. Mm. There's like moussakas. There's uh-huh. uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> some Arab. Like I think the one we've just selected is like a. Um, what's the name of that? Peanut puree. Like peanut puree. Satay. Just chicken. Satay. Peanut salad and. <laughs> Peanut chicken with relish uh, with, with a uh, peanut sauce. Yeah. How much is it? Makani, chicken makani, and a one pot Mexican beef rice and beans are the two that I picked. <laughs> okay, well, I mean, the chance of you ever eating that or cooking that? Well, precisely, precisely. <clears throat> um, so, and the nice thing about it is that the cards they give you, so the recipe cards, are, are hole punched. So we're just going to keep the recipe cards, and then over time, you can accumulate like what Yusuf has. You, you they think like, oh, well, I need this much garlic and ginger for all these recipes you start to accumulate it mm-hmm. and they're all they've all got the macros and it's all in my fitness pal piece of piss really good that's awesome and that's G-O-U-S-T-O can you find your referral code for me uh, I'll send it to you cheers yeah. Yusuf you're up so I've got another physical one. Oh, two in a row oh, yeah bloody right. hell <laughs> you, you guys have all been physical ones as well <laughs> um, it's digital so digital digital cooking. keep dental floss in the shower, you know where where you where you have all the stuff to hang the shower gels. Okay. Because flossing is one of those things that you just never get round to doing. Okay. Whereas you're not doing anything in the shower, you're just standing there getting wet and warm. So pull out a dental floss, and also it means when you spit out all the blood and stuff, it just yeah, goes off into the shower, shower drains mm. away. So we spoke to Dean St. Mark recently, that said that the largest source of systemic inflammation in the body. It's from your gums. And because most people are terrible at flossing, there's a huge low-hanging fruit with flossing. And that brings down your CRP, which is the inflammatory marker produced by your liver. And that bringing that down correlates with better body composition, better mood, lower stress, all those Shit. things. So, yeah. so <laughs> fuck me. So I know, so this just, happened with me saying to him, because he was like, depression has got... I, did I just talk over you there? No. No, no. So I, just start, I just had this thought. I was like, started speaking. I was like, oh, shit. Did I just completely cling someone? Lost it. Um, so I said, he was like, you, people have a, I may get this wrong, genetic predisposition to depression. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and I said, like, if you have that, what can you do? And he said, well, you manage your inflammation. <laughs> and I was like, fine. How do you manage your inflammation? He said, well. <laughs> so, well. Flossing? Floss your teeth. Like, Fucking hell. So you're telling me, mate, that if I just floss my teeth... Your I'm teeth. Less, uh, your depression's teeth, your teeth, <laughs> I'm less likely to get depression, you say. Hey? <laughs> hope he's not watching. <laughs> Terrible impersonation. Um, but yeah, so floss your teeth. Okay. Using the scone method. So do you I, use um, do you I, use mouthwash? Occasionally. Um, so for me, I've managed to get myself into the rhythm that the degree of cleanness that I'm I'm happy with for my teeth now is mouthwash clean. So that's, you know how I, I don't get how um, some people are 
able to leave the house without cleaning their teeth. Yeah. For me, there's it's the same as walking out the house without your shoes on. I'd just be like, I'm, I'm not ready to go. Like, and there is part of me that isn't done. Mm-hmm. I'd be like walking out with no pants on or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. And for me now, the bar for cleanliness for mouth has been raised up to like green, blue, Listerine, which is like the hat one. Like the like, fucking... Do you remember yeah. the original flavour Listerine? That's it. Yeah. That's it. Is that it? The hardcore yeah. one. Yeah, to yeah. change the colour. It like, used to be yellow. It's just like original oh, flavour. Really? It had no oh, flavour. Oh, it was no. just like bleach flavour. It was oh, right. properly... Okay. No, no, this, that might oh. be a bit more old school. There's a purple one. I don't it's think they have nice. it anymore. No. Uh, you need that one, man. You want your how- fucking right. mouth to be on fire. Yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, so... They've pussified it recently, man. Honestly, they're, they're like the one in the 1990s, back in when Old Spice was like a, a scoop that you had to... Lather on. They yeah. just use brill cream. Yeah. <laughs> someone, <laughs> someone fucking requested that on a photo shoot the other day. Old anyway, Spice. What, brill cream? Brill cream? Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you style your hair with? And I saw on the call sheet one of the male models had requested brill cream. I was like, the fuck? Come on. Who, who's <laughs> invited David Beckham with us? Yeah. <laughs> fuck it's off. 20, 2019 now. Yeah. So with the dental floss thing, I... Knew, always knew that I should floss at the back of my mind. And admittedly, Dean St. Mark has like fully convinced me to do that now. Mm-hmm. But even knowing that, no one needs convincing of the benefits, but it's like it's still not something you really get around to doing it. And I had it in my drawer, out of sight, never really got around to it. Whereas now in the shower, it's like, oh, great. Have you got a particular type? Because you can get like mint yeah, dental got, floss. Yeah, I've got the Oral-B satin one, just because yeah. if you get a cheap one, um, it ends up like catching and fraying and then you get little bits stuck in it. So you'd better to just pay like... It's, you don't you like get like... It's like 20 metres or something yeah, in this little... Yeah, more, 40, 50 metres, yeah. So you may as well pay three pounds, like an extra 40p or something for yeah. the, the nice one. Yeah. And that'll it's last, minty what, like well. probably half a year or something like that? Yeah, and if you get a minty one, like obviously there will be a residual taste of the plaque that you're clearing out from in between the teeth. And if you use an unflavoured one, then there's still going to be that mm. sense. So Should you... Oh, should you floss before you clean your teeth? Because I tend to clean my teeth and get in the shower. Mm. So I, I don't know. And I, I I'm going to presume that few... you, you must have to floss first, then clean, then mouthwash. Clean all the, yeah. I've got a few dentist friends that are very specific about the order of this stuff because they're like, oh, but you introduce a bacteremia when you floss. And so there has to be the frequency of this. And then you, you've got to leave the fluoride to con- to soak into the teeth for this much time and don't have sugar within this much time. David Breton, if you're listening. So, um, final tip for flossing. Rather than like trying to fiddle around with each tooth take a strip this long wrap it on How both long? fingers around about foot and a half probably yeah wrap, wrap it around both index fingers three or like four you're times. A, like you're a turkish man about to thread someone's eyebrows it, yeah like you're a turkish man or a hitman about to garrote someone <laughs> <laughs> and then start at the very back both both teeth up at the top okay. and then just work through so you're doubling you're doubling your efficiency with flossing and then okay. do the back is it in and out once a little side to side to get it in. They say don't saw. Just That'll scythe through the through the gums. I'm going to get. Yeah. So is it is it just once in and out or a couple of times? So I just go once in and then work all the way forward and then bottom teeth all the way back. Uh, but you must have to go. You can't. Yeah. You can't get the middle one. Oh, so for the middle one, yeah. You do I don't think I could get floss right at the back of my teeth. I might. <laughs> <laughs> See how far you can get you. No, you can't. Uh, See how far you get you. <laughs> Come on. You do. You do your exercise. <laughs> You should be yeah, able to kit lock and fit all your hand in your mouth. Three, I think three fingers. You should be able to. Three knuckles. Can you? <laughs> no, not not those knuckles. Just that. What? Oh, like that? What? Yeah, you should get those three. Uh huh. Ah. Ah. That hurt. 
Have you ever had cramp occur in your jaw when you try and eat a really big burger? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fuck. And you're like, down like, oh. Yeah. Right, okay, my turn. lump that pops out there. My turn, my turn. I'm going to stay in I did a maths lesson at school. I had my mouth stuck open. I was like, ah, I'm going to have my jaw. You said, stop being naughty. And yeah, like a lump pops out there. That's, I know exactly what you mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something occurs in there. Yeah, it's so weird. I've never had that before. If you've had jaw problems, get at me on social media and tell me about your jaw problems that make us feel better. I'm going to stay in the kitchen for mine. Staying in the kitchen. Okay. Today. Um, do you know the correct way to cut a cake? I'm probably doing it all wrong. I bet this is one of those things like tying your shoelaces where actually you realise all your life you've been... When you say the correct way... Mm-hmm. Or the most effective way to keep freshness. No. So you've got a cake of any shape. Uh, oh, a cake of most shapes. I'm going to guess there'll be some... If it's an octagonal shape that has uh, three tetrahedrons inside of it, then actually it's more effective to go from the, the northern quarter. Um, but uh, So what you want to do, most people when they get a cake, they'll cut a little wedge out, right? So you mm-hmm. go from the middle down, like classic birthday cake, right? Mother at, mother at birthday party. Wedge down, wedge out again, and then from that, the line that's been made, you'll continue to cut one wedge all the way around until the cake's gone. But you have no way of protecting the sponginess, the lovely soft sponginess inside from the air outside, which is when you then need to cling film over the top. However, if you have a cake, circular or square or whatever it might be like that, and you cut a complete line from one side right the way to the other. Then you can... And then you just slide the rest of the cake together. The icing around the outside will continue to protect it and it will still... All of the lovely soft sponginess will be hermetically sealed inside by the icing. So there's a problem that I see with that, which is (laughs) as you approach the end of the cake, you end up with the final two slices being almost exclusively icing. Fun. (laughs) Fun. So, hold on. I suppose you can look forward to that. Hold on, hold on. There's a circle cake. Yes. Right. Uh, are you cutting a line or are you cutting a piece? So you bisect, he's saying you bisect the whole cake across the diameter and yep. then you move bits in. So you're going to make two so parallel lines, the width that you want, and then go... You end up with a really weird slice of cake. Ah, uh, I see. Uh, so I, I well, you're not. You're going to end up with a perfectly straight slice of cake. You're going to end up with it. With, uh, so you know, you know when you, sometimes you go to a, a birthday party where there's like 40 kids there. Yeah, and you end up with... And a, you went like Coco's or Laser Quasar. Uh, yeah, and you end up with a, with a slice of cake. You're like, the fuck's on this? Yeah. <laughs> slice instead of a wedge. Yeah. yeah. But it's something with a proper cake technique, isn't it? Uh, yeah. So honestly, actually, we were exposed to professionals from a very young age. Because occasionally you'd get a slice of cake that was really icingy. Yeah. That's exactly what's happening. And then you, you are right, you have you have identified that as you get more towards the crust at the at the very, very end. A slither of cake and a big bit of yeah. well, I mean who doesn't want that? Actually, are you allergic to marzipan? No, Ooh. almonds. Almonds are okay. Are almonds and walnuts are fine. So I only know that, it's a funny story. I only know that because <laughs> is it? I was sat in uni. So me, Dom, audio broadcast Gibson. <laughs> Digital. Right. We were sat playing Call of Duty on three separate TVs on the same Wi-Fi, just preventing anybody from being able to access the, the VLE or, any, or any, anything they needed to do. And uh, I said, you know what? Fuck this. I'm sick of this. Drove to the co-op, picked up hazelnuts, walnuts, almonds, gave Dom the EpiPen and said, I'm going to work through these while we're playing COD if I have a reaction. That's I'm negligent. Oh, I know. my God. Got, got, did almonds, did walnuts. You, both, ate, you ate them all? Both fine. I ate one, then a couple more. Okay. Same with walnuts. Thought three times 
in a row seems a bit a bit much. I'll not bother with the hazelnuts. What's that thing Russian roulette. Yeah. Uh, what would have happened had you have eaten the hazelnuts? So I don't know, but I think I've never had okay. Nutella. I think I probably have by accident. Yeah. Okay. It's a bit of a fitnessy thing, right? Very fitnessy. Right, Johnny, you're right. I am so fitness. Johnny, come on. Uh, I had one on that. Tick my tongue. I'm creating the show notes as we Three. go here. I've, I've life hacked the life hacks. Amazing. Three things per day, one thing per week. Give away. No. Do. Oh. Complete. And the so, three things per day are mini things. Yeah. So, a uh, book called Essentialism, book called The One Thing, basically all attack the same thing, which is that um, lack of focus, procrastination, being ineffective, etc., come from just trying to do too many things and being diffusely focused. So, each week, pick a thing, like a project that you're going to move forward or complete. And then at the start of each day, look at your to-do list and pick three things and do those three things every single day. And it sounds insanely simple, really difficult. Give do. me an example of three things. So that all be like work-related for me. Mm-hmm. So it might be send to marketing emails, um, finish off a certain piece of automation or software, write a piece of content. So it's not stuff that would be, um, it's not stuff that like you are doing all the time recurring. It's not low-level tasks. It's mm-hmm. stuff that if you didn't make time to do it, would, probably wouldn't get done. Do you it's think working that, very well for you as well. Do you think that think this, so. this works particularly well in a job where you have um, like consistent categories of tasks that come up? For instance, if you are someone that works in... Uh, customer service or something like me, which is very responsive. Mm-hmm. If the majority of your job is conflict management or uh, problem mm-hmm. solving. So maybe not in that instance. Yeah. I'm just trying to think, I'm trying to think so about it's how for, it's for stuff. So something that you said big on is the Eisenhower matrix. So yeah. anything that's in urgent, not urgent, but important. Yeah. So stuff that like stuff that we procrastinate on. Yeah. Essentially. Got you, got you, got you. Um, if you make time for things like that, then it helps. Yeah. But like, if if all of your job is just in the urgent and important category, and everything has to be done now, yeah. then yeah. But I think like certainly, I think most people in in knowledge work, so you are producing something physical, procrastinate on shit constantly, hundred percent. And even students like pick three lectures you want to do today, or yeah. pick a lecture you want to do this week, and then slides you want. You know, like it's just it's just chunking things down, and also. Um, like there are apps you can use to track this. So like Todoist, you can set a task goal for the day. So when you've done three, your three things, it goes like, congratulations. And, um, but doing, if you do it through the, during the work week, can you do 15 things a week, 15 mini things and one big thing. Like that's a shit ton. Mm. And most people can't look back over the past week and say, these are the 15, like relatively important things I did. Yeah. So it's just having, having some direction and, and purpose with what you do. Okay. That's good. So yes. to take off on that and to explain further on the <clears throat> on the Eisenhower matrix, it is you have a quadrant, four quadrants, of urgent and important. So you have urgency and you have importance. Urgent and important. Urgent and not important. Important but not urgent. And not urgent, not important. So those are the four quadrants. With important and urgent, you do them right away. With important but not urgent, you schedule them to do them at some point in the future. With not important and urgent, you delegate. And with not important, not urgent, you just sack them off. So could you could you give a 
type of example of a task that might fall into each one? Yeah, so so uh, urgent and important. So for who who's who's the who's the avatar here? De- uh, desk worker, desk job. Worker. Okay, so or you just you. So whatever. So, okay, for well, for for a desk worker, you've got like urgent and important. You have a project that is due tomorrow, and it's a presentation that has to be done. You need to do it because it requires your knowledge or expertise. And it can't wait until next week. So you just, you prioritize that, you do that immediately. Urgent and not important uh, might be some tasks that maybe the intern could do if you just like spent 10 minutes with them, explain what they need to do, work through some, it's like some kind of monotonous task that has to be done, but it's not really top of your priorities. So you just, you schedule in a time to speak to them and then you delegate that. For the uh, important but not urgent stuff that might be stuff that actually progresses your career long term that's the danger zone isn't it danger zone <laughs> building skills and it's stuff that it's so easy to just put it off because you think ah, oh, well there's no real consequence if I don't do this mm. at least not in the short term but long term if you don't if you neglect the stuff that is important and not urgent then your whole life starts to just trundle along and be crap so that's the stuff you need to schedule in and dedicate time on a weekend or whatever to do which might be like reading improving yourself training mm. or the like training is a very good example actually because it's uh, cpd of some sort yeah okay. cpd like because there's no there's no consequence of not doing it there's no immediate gain from doing it but it builds up and creates james clear a, a lot of people in that at least that i speak to in desk jobs the stuff that would fit into that category is exactly that sort of thing like i want to learn to code uh, or yeah. i want to take watercolour classes or you know like shit that if you don't think right I'm going to do this tonight or this do you know, weekend do you know what I've done that's been good for that Coursera have you heard of it uh, okay yeah is that like Udemy it's similar, similar to Udemy or Great Courses Plus but it it's like so I went and I did a, a big analysis of all of this at the start of the year I wanted to <clears throat> formalise my learning so that I was accountable to an external timeline and they have like week by week by week um, modules that you're moving through and if you start to fall behind they give you emails and stuff like that okay. Coursera seemed to be as far as I could see one of the most sophisticated like Udemy's got some good stuff on Great, Great Courses Plus just seems to be like for people from YouTube to share a f- referral links to mm-hmm. doesn't really look like there's that much good stuff on there but um, course- some masterclass as well Oh, fuck, I'm going to guess there's loads. I think this because I nearly bought it when I was going through the cookery on Learn How to Cook. Gordon Ramsay has a masterclass thing. That's oh, like, yeah, oh, really? 400 quid or something. Or? So I'm guessing Coursera is like vetted and it's been... Well, it's, it's, really issued, it's issued by actual unis, but they have the most popular uh, MOOC, massive open online course right. um, in the world. The best, wow. and it's free. Wow. So it's interesting. The accountability is very important there. I think like something that George said to me the other day was that he wanted to set up some dropshipping project. And he was like, I'm not good. I, I don't want to speak to you about the specifics yet because I've not taken action. And I know that I, I'm the kind of person that gets the same hit from talking about doing something as I do from actually doing it. Mm. And so that's, that's like just kind of talking about doing a thing. But if you have a a course where it's like you need to check in with a, with a coach or you need to tick something off, then it gets rid of that and it's like you have to actually do the thing. So what's not important and not urgent? That's just stuff that um, that you, you maybe it, it may masquerade as uh, important, not urgent. So the development stuff, 
but you look at it and you think, actually, this isn't going to add much value to my life, but it's just hanging over my head. The Warren Buffett thing where he said to his pilot, what are the 25 things that you want to achieve in, in your career? And he was like, oh, it's all this stuff. And he's like, right, take number five to 25 and put all that stuff on your do not ever do under any circumstances <laughs> list. Because he was like, all that's going to do is crowd your your thinking. And, you know, the essentialism, I'm sure you yeah, use yeah. that example of yeah, essentialism yeah. where it's like, you just need to have a single focus. So I'm terrible with that. I've got too many things on and I'm always trying to do too much stuff. And so the Eisenhower Matrix has been a huge improvement for me. And so the life hack is an app called Focus Matrix, which is, it's free. There's lots of paid ones as well, but I think all you need is a free one. It's literally just like a to-do list in four quadrants, color-coded, and you can add little sub-notes into the to-do list. And it's just completely helps is, me to organize. Is that the same, same guys as BeFocus Pro? It is, yeah. So, so it ties, syncs with that. Ties in. Yeah, yeah so you can buy, the, mm. so BeFocus Pro is a Pomodoro timer. And so you can buy the suite and they're all like two quid each or something. So you can definitely buy all, all the lot. Yeah. And then they just sync with each other. So you can take a task, say, right, start Pomodoros on this. And then it works through. And it tracks the Pomodoros in, in each segment as well. Lovely. Mm. Very clever. So, yeah, that's like, oh, very clever. <laughs> Lord. God. Uh, right, okay. So, I don't think that we've actually properly done Pomodoros and how big of a, a change it's been for me. Have we not? No, not not uh, properly. I was going to do an entire one on, on like productivity and stuff like that. I'm realising we're making so many references to things like saying Pomodoro. If you haven't heard of a Pomodoro, you'd be like, yeah. what's that? Yeah. Yeah. Tomato. So, tomato. <laughs> Italian. Italian tomato. Tomato. Was it a normal... Uh, so... Um, Pomodoros Pomodoros for me have been probably the single biggest shift in work and how I schedule my time when I'm at work doing some form of work that I've ever had Um, like that's it's the same as I just so I was thinking about this yesterday I don't know why I can't understand how other people construct their working day without doing it Mm. This is how big of a frame shift using the. I'm going to guess that it's similar for you guys now as well. Like if you it's were such doing a, that. that's such a great metric. It's like as soon you, when you do something and you're like, how do people live without this? Yeah. That's automatic, like, automatic, automatic cars. cars. I was literally, yeah. yeah. It's like, what the fuck are you doing? What like <laughs> you you put your foot to the floor and you move your hand to choose the gear? What like like a fucking Neanderthal? <laughs> <laughs> like I used to think. Oh my god, churn your own butter as well. Oh, so Paul not smalls. The extension of that was like, because people say, oh, no, no, you know, I, I like change my gears. It's like, well, where does that stop? Like, well, I'm going to get out and push the car or I'm going to get out and start the car manually myself. Stop or why wind, wind the windscreen wipers. Like, I'm going to make my own fuel from crush the raw material. But um, it's I, not manly, is it? It's, it's to feel involved <laughs> in the driving experience. I used to think also, that about... Oh, you're, you're, you're a woman, you're a little girl if you drive a... But, um, but I can change gear faster than you can. <laughs> well, because well, the car to. just does it. Yeah. Mm. There's a guy on a speed awareness course where someone that I was on the speed awareness course, someone was like, the, the instructor was was talking about what gear to choose, going down a hill and going up. He's like, he's like I drive a manual car. <laughs> I drive an automatic car. And he's like, well, yes, that would do it for you. It's like, what's the point of this fucking segment then? Like, there'll be at least half the people in this room will have. They should do. Car. Or they should have go or back and listen to Life Hacks 101. And so, Pomodoro, um, essentially, you do a 25-minute period of focused work. You take a five-minute break, and then you go back to doing your work. It sounds pretty simple, and it is. You create a list of all of the things that you have to do. 
You then order them in order of importance. And then there's one task that you're working on at one time. So it avoids the uh, multitasking uh, issue that a lot of us come up against, which is what derails you. Oh, well, I'll do a little bit of this and I'll do a little bit of that. And it's like, no, 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 no. You begin down your list of priority. You start at the top and you begin to move down. One thing that I've liked, particularly like to do is to um, use the Zyganic effect, open loop, close loop uh, in collaboration with the Pomodoro technique which is that when my alarm goes off to say that it's the end of 25 minutes, even if I'm partway through a word, it'll be hands-off keyboard. Mm. And yeah, yeah, <laughs> fine, I will sell them. Um, one of the advantages of that is that when I come back to begin my work, you can always finish the word. You've yeah, got that open loop, so you fall back do. into the work. Whereas if you allow yourself to complete it, it feels like more of a bookend. Mm-hmm. Um, so... Parkinson's law, work expands to fill the time given for it. Time boxing also makes you accountable externally to the clock. If you use BeFocus Pro, which will be linked in the show notes below, um, if you use that, there's a little timer on MacBook, which counts down from 25, which also makes you accountable. And it's just a little bit like the analogy to draw to meditation is when you return to the breath or when you realize that you've been lost in thought. Like you'll do something and it's a little red clock that's not that distracting, but it's distracting enough for if you're not doing the task that you're supposed to be doing, for you to think, oh, yep. fuck, like I've got 16 minutes left. And you do like those little periods. Um, you can tie this in with uh, Professor Ewan Lawson from episode 17, his 20-20-20 rules. So every 20 minutes for 20 seconds, look at something that's 20 feet away, which helps to reset the uh, ocular muscles so that you don't get too much eye strain. Um, it's also good for if you have stretching that you need to do throughout the day, like little bits of exercises. It ensures, like if you get in a good enough routine with it, you can have, oh, well, I'm going to have my water consumption externally accountable to my Pomodoros. My stretching is accountable to my Pomodoros. If you charge your AirPods when you're doing your Pomodoros, you'll never run out of AirPod charge. Mm. Like there's so many different things that you can do. Um, and Be Focus, uh, the, yeah, Be Focus Pro has the timer for 15 or uh, 25 on, then five off. And then for me, I've got every four, a 15 minute break during my Pomodoro uh, uh, break time, which means that you can go, uh, that for me is also externally accountable. Every 15 minute one for me is a walk that I know takes 10 minutes. Plus I've got two minutes to put my shoes on, take them off, come back in, have a glass of water. And the shift is, it's nothing short of global, like in terms of my... I think the reason that, you know, you're saying like, how do people manage their day otherwise? I honestly think that... um, so I, I worked in a coffee shop with a friend who works in, he works as an accountant in a, in a business. <clears throat> and I said to him, like, I used to do, I used to work at KPMG with him. We used to revise. So you worked in a coffee shop. You mean you would work we were both on in a coffee shop in the coffee shop? Yeah. yeah sorry. sorry yeah. <laughs> 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 Making espresso. Doing Pomodoros. Johnny, what are you doing? Mate? I don't know. I want a Pomodoro. Yeah. Um, Five minute break. So we used to do, we used to revise together for professional exams. We used to revise in Pomodoros. Um, and so when he was working with me, we were doing Pomodoros together. And after two Pomodoros, he said to me, that is the most uninterrupted work I've done for as long as I can remember. Because he's constantly getting people asking him stuff or questions. And I think the way the average person gets through a work day is they're in an office and it's very, very disrupted environment. And there's mm-hmm. very little intense work. And I, I find that so weird to think back to that's how I used to work. But Bizarre. Like for me, like eight Pomodoros of work or 12 Pomodoros of work in a day is a lot of work. Yeah. But to do less than that, most people do like two or three. I'm like, well, 
how do you get by with that? But that, that's how. Mm. It's just, you can't have that. It was hard, hard to have that structure. It is bizarre to think that most office structures, especially when you've got, like we've got a couple of friends who work in kind of like new, <coughs> new wave Gen Y offices that are all open plan with like cool sound systems and this, that and the other. AstroTurf on the walls. Yeah, and yeah. Like, all, all that I think is, all that, all that I think is put me in the quietest, smallest cubicle. Take me to a cabin. With yeah, no Wi-Fi. Yeah, like, and that's like, what put yeah. me lock lock me in there, and then for the five minutes during my thing, mm. give me a yoga mat and give me some other people. Hey man, how's it going? Oh, here's a dog. Here's like loads of stimulus. <laughs> mm. Like great, and then I'm like, well, they're all waiting at the, the edge oh, just straight out, like, <laughs> yeah. and then back in. So I think the way the offices should be managed is in the Pomodoro, the rhythm. So the the, the five breaks and then a fifteen five breaks then lunch. We need to talk about this for the Cal Newport. Um, deep work review where, yes. where he because he slates open plan offices mm. for just like the fact that yeah there's been open plan there's a movement towards instant messaging and everything's just completely degrading the sense what's, of what's insulting focus. as well is when there's a culture that those people work late and yeah like there is zero respect for anybody's time in this set, setup like so true you take you, you, you and they wouldn't need to work late work. if it wasn't for so every, everyone for, should just at the start of the day set out like these are the tasks I'm going to do and once then, I've done them. Once I've done them, I can go home. And then you should be... And leave me alone while I'm doing You should tasks. be punished if you if you are either under-providing tasks or not completing the tasks you've set and rewarded if you're more productive than other people. Yeah. Because otherwise, like, what is anybody doing? Well, it's this... It, it's just like staring at one shit. Of, and, one, one of the main problems with this is that you need to be able... And this is why you have pay bans, right? And unfortunately, there's a... There's like... I don't know what the particular mind uh, experiment would be, but it'll be similar to kind of like the prisoner's dilemma mm-hmm. where you've got, there'll be some people that will do less and get dragged along and there's some <clears> people that will do more and they will drag the others. But both of those people are on the same pay band. Mm-hmm. Essentially everyone should be on, as far as I'm concerned, everyone that's a knowledge worker should be on performance-based pay. And you're like, right, okay, if you can get your work done in this time and if someone says, I work better from home, allow them to work from home. Yeah. Well, this is or part try. of the four-hour work week idea of you convince your boss that if you can take a couple of days to work from home and then you outperform your, your other days when you're working from home, you can then say, well, look, look, at my na- look at my numbers. I've been performing better on Thursday when I was off mm-hmm. and working from home. So can I... And you were saying that the the incentives are so misaligned at, at KPMG because you finish, the, you finish the tasks for the day and then you're just given more stuff. Like your reward yeah. for completing the work well, is so the, the, given the, more. The nine to five model is like, if you've done your work by three, you'll just be given more work. Mm. So and that that's work that may have been allocated to someone else who's had a really unproductive day. So you're just you're punished for being productive. Mm. But the, the biggest criticism I hear for this stuff is, yeah, but my job involves management or there's meetings and I need to communicate with people. Mm-hmm. But all that stuff could still be more outcome focused than it is. So uh, I'm perfect avatar for that. Like mm, a lot yeah. of my stuff's response. I mean, yeah, requiring. Well, a, you are literally just managing people, aren't you? Yeah. Constantly. Yeah, all the time. But even with that, like I'll sit down with the lads and the boys have got, the boys are doing Pomodoros now. So they're doing their uni recruitment and uh, the um, revision and all that sort of stuff in mm. in Pomodoros, which is awesome. Um, definitely one thing, and I d- I'm going to guess that you guys will stick to it, but I still stick to David Allen's two-minute rule, even when doing Pomodoros. Mm-hmm. So if a task takes, although I've extended mine to like three minutes, mm-hmm. if a task is going to take less than three minutes to complete, Completed there and there, and even if I'm in a Pomodoro, I'll do it. Like because I'm like, 
oh god <laughs> like if I try and slot this in like where the fuck does it go so nice way to take that and it, so if you're the, the the rule if you follow like Francesco Cicerello's like the a, original Pomodoro is you, you yeah. protect the Pomodoro that is Sacred. the most important thing like you do not interrupt a Pomodoro to do something else mm. so you note those things down something I find is really nice way to start the day is you have a list of like really easy two minute tasks and the first Pomodoro digga, 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 digga. is just like do 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 and then like by half oh, eight so you do put them in a Pomodoro yeah, yeah. And then, so what, if the what if they're urgent well you have to just be an adult I suppose mm. and just make it make assessments but like well take your break do the tasks before your next Pomodoro begins and mm. then, so you've delayed the next Pomodoro starting, but the risk mm. is you get sucked in. Like you start a two minute task. Quite often I'll start a task that I think will take two minutes. And, and then two hours later, you're like, ah. Oh, so I, I have one that's, that's related to this. So I'll yeah. do mine. So um, all within the Pomodoro. So I feel like I've been, I must've been doing it for like at least five years in different, t- different mm. areas like revision and, and other stuff. So the, I think the, the best skill I think it allows you to to create is you look at a to-do list. So like I think what I do is I'll look at my to-do list and look at my day and think, I'm going to do these 10 things today. And it gets to like half three and I've done two of the 10 things. And I'm like, oh, fuck, I'm such a twat. Like, I'm having such an unproductive day. And I'll maybe do four and just really be really annoyed at myself. But like the reality is between when you start work and when you finish work, there's a, there's a certain amount of, of focus time that you can spend mm-hmm. and like there, there are hours, but you need to take breaks to maintain that focus. So yeah. you look at that to-do list and you say, right, today I'm going to do, I have time to do 10 Pomodoros. So this task, how many Pomodoros is that going to take me? Three. All right. That one's going to take me two. I was going to take, right. That's my day filled. And then you have a way to actually assess at the end. Like I thought that was going to take me three. It took me four. Right. Well, that, that I thought that was going to take me two to me one. <coughs> So actually you get better at looking at that's a, that's a task and that's how I'm That's a three pom task. Yeah. Oh, that's two pom. And you just see things as, oh, that's four pomodoros, two pomodoros. So, uh, so I've started doing that in my focus matrix. Right. So now look at them and say, so in, in my focus matrix tasks, I have square brackets with three or mm-hmm. two or whatever after the task so mm-hmm. that I know. Because then you just yeah. build your day and then you can, you can build a day plan just out of pomodoros. Yeah. And then you've got a, a map for the day. You might have some tasks that are like 15 so, Pomodoros. Or whatever. And there's no better feeling than doing a three Pomodoro task and two Pomodoros. Oh. You just because you, you're ahead. <laughs> What's that? What's that noise? <laughs> little tile. So, yeah, if I press, I have a tile in my wallet. You know, the thing that the GPS tracking thing. Yeah. And it I, only goes off during podcasts. If I press on my wallet, which is here yeah. with my elbow, it has a feature that allows me to find my wallet okay. by squeezing it. So that's what that was. It allows you to find your wallet by squeezing it. it squeezing the wallet. Squeeze, squeeze, yeah, squeeze the tile. Yeah. Like, here I am. I wouldn't need to squeeze Evidently, it. It's then. annoying. It was um, good initially, but it's annoying now. One of the first criticisms or one of the first arguments that Darren had. So my business partner is the perfect avatar for someone who is genetically predisposed to be a fantastic businessman. Incredibly shrewd. And like he 80-20 is my 80-20 from this. Right. Um, so he just doesn't subscribe to the vast majority of the stuff, but some of the things like the trackpad speed and the automatic car, a few of the bits he's kind mm-hmm. of trailed down. Um, but the first criticism he had was, well, that means out of every half an hour, I'm losing five minutes. And I'm like, okay. You'd lose more if you tried to work all the way through. Yeah, I mean, it, the, again, it's it's simply a lack of perspective. It's like someone who does 531 and thinks they don't need a deload. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're wrong. 
You're oh. absolutely wrong, and you'll be because if I kept five three one, like the system will prove you wrong eventually when it crushes you. That is such and, and, a. And Pomodoro is exactly the same thing. Like you get you're, you're 25 minutes into your day, and you're like, oh, I'm dead. I don't need to have a deal. No, no, no. I'll not take it. Suddenly, it's an hour later. You've lost all structure. You're on YouTube. You don't know why. So just take the fucking break. Like follow the structure. The, 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 like the an- analogy of like, oh, I'm fucking hard as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's so correct. <laughs> Have you ever done it where you're like, I feel mint. Like the command time. shift, command shift uh, S, command shift B, which is like skip this current break intervals, Begin start this time. current work. I love interval. that you're on the keyboard shortcuts for it. Yeah. it makes me so happy. And I'm just like, yeah, fuck this. Watch <laughs> me go double up. Like, <laughs> and then you fail, don't you? Every fucking time. <laughs> Yeah. So another mini hack is <laughs> I have been doing. So we've mentioned Anton Creel on this course quite on this on this podcast quite a few times. So he has a very thorough course to learn how to trade. So I look at that and think, right, this okay. is there are there are twenty eight modules here. So each of them's probably an hour. Like that's okay. That's <laughs> a lot of content. Of like, it's not like. So this is how you get motivated, and this is like okay. So we'll hedge out the alpha with the beta. Like fucking hell, like this is this is a degree basically. So all I do is when my Pomodoro break starts, I like my AirPods are still in. Stop my music, change tab, play, start the Anton video, and I like get up and like make sure I'm away from my desk. But that allows me to do an hour of of a course I'm trying to do, and I don't even notice it. Mm. So within my breaks, and it. it it's not quite, I can't do it all day because it is quite cognitively demanding, but it's very different to what I've been doing. Yeah. So it feels it's like... enough of a frame shift. You, you come like, back to the way, you're like, oh, I was doing this. And you, especially when it's interesting as well. I don't think I'd be able to do that each time. See, probably maybe for the first four or five of the day, yeah. get it done, but, and then... Run out of gas. Cat video. It's mad, like, when you when you actually, like, I have to have phone down, but my, my workplace environment design now is quite good, so it's, like, phones away or phones in another room. And I'm controlling like wirelessly through mm. AirPods. You've got to treat yourself like a child, don't you? Yeah, that's, that's exactly what. That's exactly. Have you got cold turkey? I don't need it. I don't need it for that my laptop. Sounds like someone who needs cold turkey. <laughs> I don't need it for my laptop. That's um, like you know, I don't have an alcohol problem. Has that <laughs> been one of our life hacks before? Yeah, we've, we've done. We have we've done it. Already. So the other thing I do at the start of a Pomodoro, you have a different setup, but I just do click the little. And what even is it? The little timer thing. The little logo for cold turkey. Oh, oh it's like turkey. A, Oh, it's a turkey. Click the turkey. <laughs> start start block. WhatsApp and iMessage, 25 minutes. Email, 25 minutes. And then I, and then it goes, bing, when I try and press it. The number of times I go to like open iMessage reflectively or go and open email. Yeah. And just knock it out your hand. It's so brutal. Like, it's, look how fickle it, you are, it, you it, dickhead. It, it may as well be like you pick up your phone. And just <laughs> out your hand and just like, oh, you just man. don't realise, like my default, if something's a bit hard, I was like, oh, just check email. And before I know, I know what's happened. Sorry. Yeah, Yeah, you've been electrocuted. Right, Yusuf, what have you got? Now, this is one volunteered from Benny, who is the wonderful audio man who does all of the um, The podcasts for us. uh, And also our our good friend as well. So he has said, life hacks tip. Now, the reason I'm prefacing with the fact that it's him that suggested this is that this scares the hell out of me as a life hack. Okay. Life hack tip, Chrome extension tab wrangler. It'll alter, it'll auto close tabs that are open after a period of defined inactivity. 
Essentially, use it or lose it. Stop procrastinating with tabs as a to-do list. That is fantastic. It really scares me. That makes me. That makes my willy want to go. So why? So so what's what? Talk me through your objection. Sometimes I have tabs open as permanent reference. I know I should set up like an Alfred shortcut maybe for it, but why don't you just have them as, as, as an Evernote file? Sometimes they're like wiki websites or whatever where you need like so the BMJ website is to. <laughs> I I always have my Chrome always has first one is to do list, which is on a cloud document, which I I know you guys will hate, but that's a separate, <laughs> that's a se- separate point. And then the second the second one is the shared um, ad spends. Uh, Google Drive file. This comes right. from us over-engineering Google to make it use it as apps that it's not designed for. Yeah. And I know it, it probably you might be listening and thinking, oh, that just sounds like a bunch of excuses, guys. Mm. Like, just suck it up. And, or you, no, you, 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 so. I think more people will be listening and thinking, <laughs> what the fuck are they on about? Yeah. Why are you so bothered about saving five minutes per day? Why are you so bothered about yeah. having a cloud-based, like, ad spend sheet? What you don't understand... <laughs> person who's watching is that this is everything to us okay but it's also everything to them they just don't realise it it mm. is it's like when you this say this is so, why you need to listen to life hacks every, everyone has a bodybuilding goal they just don't realise it <laughs> this is exactly the same thing yeah that, that's a real bugbear for me everyone does have you might oh I'm not interested in bodybuilding yes, yes you, you are, are. <laughs> <laughs> you want to be less fat and you want more muscle just because you don't want to be Ronnie Coleman doesn't mean that you don't have... You don't want to be Ronnie goals. Coleman now. So, so Ronald yeah. was right when he said... Ronald. Everybody want to be a bodybuilder. Nobody want to lift any heavy-ass weight. Exactly they don't... Never has there been a more true statement. Ron Ron shouldn't have lifted the heavy-ass weight either, should he? He, he lifted watched the Netflix thing. Yeah. So. You watched it? No. Oh, man. It's just a bit that's harrowing. Well, he's, he's like, you can barely walk and stuff. It's, like, oh, it's quite man. sad, actually. He's on the top-end uh, dose of those real big dick... Uh, painkillers, the oxys. Oh, really? Yeah, he's on like the thir- is it thirties or forties mm-hmm. of them, like three times a day now. But he's, okay. he's just immensely positive, about and he's the whole thing. still training. Woo! Yeah, he's, he's <laughs> yeah. still going into that fucking whatever it is, powerhouse gym or whatever it's called. He just tries up extensions and shit. Really? Yeah. yeah. Does like uh, feet up bench press? He can't. His back I can't think his uh, people think he's a big caricature, but I think he operates operated and still operates at a very high level. Oh, he's a very smart guy. Yeah, but all that like who the fuck is about a double seven hundred pounds squat? He's going like woo. <laughs> puts on a yellow banana <laughs> and does walking lunges down the road just for gags, like when you're like, still not taking it seriously when you're doubling a seven hundred pound, a three hundred kilo squat plus. It's brilliant, and it's still just a joke to you. Yeah, what's what yours? It's eight hundred pounds. Solid ass pants. Solid, <laughs> solid ass pants. Solid what, what was what was your one? Just mine was uh, the tab wrangler. Tab wrangler. Tab wrangler. I for anyone else who is running a podcast that has life hacks on a life hack for your life hacks podcast is to do show notes while you while you're doing this. Yeah. Um. Oh, what else? So we've already spoken about this, but I want to bring it up again, and I'm going to enjoy doing this as well. I think we need to revisit some of them later down the road because we're getting new viewers I bet there's ones from Lifehacks 1 that we need to look back oh, on oh do we definitely do and this is one that I've recently fallen in love with and it's yours Flume so oh yes Chris it's just if you if you need to use Instagram you shouldn't be using it on your phone my argument to our boys is and I, I gave them a sit down about productivity the other day in the office and I said essentially if your phone is out while you're at work you're not doing work and if you're not doing work while you're at work you might as well be at home so if you get your phone out, just go home. Like, <laughs> yeah, you can use iMessage on your laptop, WhatsApp, web, 
Facebook, Twitter, and with Flume, like the, the one, the last bastion of why I need to get my phone out was that. Because it's like, you're not, mate, don't fucking bullshit me. You're not doing work on Snapchat. Mm. Like, so, so it's just a, a very nice interface for Instagram on your laptop. You can post, if you pay like five pounds for the pro version, you can even post photos with all of the editing filters and all the rest of the stuff. I have no idea because it's fucking not certified by mm. Instagram, but all of your credentials are held securely. You can have multiple accounts to log into. Because it used to be that the, the problem with these Instagram apps is that you could only view and you couldn't post from yeah. a laptop. Flume does allow you to, you can just drag photos in from your finder. Yeah. The only thing you can't do is schedule, but there are other apps that you can do for that. But this allows you yeah, to schedule, to, sorry, to post out Photos, videos, all of the functions of... Do like comments, select, reply to DMs, find people. The, um, the frame, you know, when you post a video and yeah. you select the, like, the, the still frame, you can yeah. do all that. Literally. It, all it, the it's the only thing that you can't do, and they, they do need to sort it, is it doesn't have what it classes as support for temporary messages, uh, support for uh, temporary disappearing messages, i.e. anything on stories. So you can't upload to your story, view stories, or respond, see... Uh, replies which are responses to yours or other people's stories and for me that probably constitutes about 30 to 50 percent of my instagram dms mm. like you put your stories up throughout the day and you get responses to that, that. is frustrating and it you won't. just get like a message that says unsupported unsupported but- which which is a little bit annoying but for instance if you need to like one of the underrated tools that people who have big followings on instagram should use is essentially like direct marketing or below the line marketing to their followers because all of them have given you access to their inbox. But the reason that you wouldn't do it is it's so so fucking arduous to go through, to navigate through. You're on the app, you're swiping back and forth. It's to an Instagram message because you'd be like, oh, I've got, a, I've got a fat thumb and I've got to try and... Like- open it up and this, that and the other. But with this, you can just have, especially if you've got Alfred and you've got a big fat clipboard, open up a bunch of conversations, go through, hey man, like... So I've got a, a list of people that I know have particular interests i've got a buddy called ben who's in america so whenever i have a a podcast that's about physics that i need to put out so i can just navigate to him here's the link i've got it all pre-saved in there and the keyboard shortcuts within the app as well yes command five six whatever for notifications so another thing that you can do which is unbelievable for flume as well which i wish you could do for the actual real instagram app is you can get rid of the different areas um so i've got rid of my news feed so you can actually get rid of oh, that particular you? thing from it. So there's no newsfeed tab. There's no discover tab. So you just um, have messages. Search and... messages and my profile. Three across the bottom. Uh, I don't know you can do that. So it's just no browsing. There's no like explore. There's no discover. There's no um, newsfeed. And it's just, just the productive stuff. Just, just my shit. Have you used Incoming. the repost as well? So you can right click on someone else's photo. Yeah, it's got an internal. It. It's got an internal uh, repost function, so you don't even need that. But yeah, Flume. It I maintains will, the original quality. It copies the caption over. It's just like it's yeah. so. It's just the opposite to what most people use Instagram for, isn't it? That's true. I suppose you have to be an Instagram like. You have to try and be building a brand, I suppose, for this yeah. stuff to matter. Because most people are on Instagram to, to consume. It. But you, I mean, if you're on Instagram to consume, as well, you're so that, also on this channel, that right? leads me to. My life hack. It's amazing. I suppose ironically, they're using Instagram more mindfully than we are because they're just enjoying Instagram for the purpose of Instagram. They don't know that they're so in the fucking matrix, do they? Like, you are wasting your life. They're getting the inherent enjoyment from it. So, Cal Newport, who's written Deep Work, which we're about to review, just written a book called Digital Minimalism. So, I think the three, arguably four, three books that everybody should read are Atomic Habits, 
deep work and this. So deep work is the ability to focus deeply on a, on a task, which is he calls like the, the, the superpower, the of, the superpower of this generation. Yeah. And then building habits that last James Clear's book is incredible for that. And then the stuff that gets in the way of that is the Ding. one notification and Cal Newport has then applied the same, very similar framework to basically auditing your digital life. So the book, I mean, I'm about halfway through. He basically talks about um, evaluating <coughs> what is it you're trying to achieve with a piece of software or an app. Is that the best way to achieve that outcome? So like people say, oh, um, I like Facebook because I get to see my cousin's baby photos. Mm. Replace that with call your cousin once a month and the, the connection will be better, the, the co- et cetera. You'll have a better relationship with your cousin. Yeah. yeah. So don't, like, these platforms are designed to suck you in, keep you there, get you to to stay on that screen. Mm-hmm. So don't don't give them that unless it's absolutely worth it and go through a 30-day digital detox and then evaluate what you missed and why. It's supposed to and know then the things back as well. Oh, like, I am... Because a lot of people will say, like, oh, well, I've used Facebook and it's fine. Like, I don't see the big problem. Yeah. If you get rescue time... And just run it for a month. Don't look at it until the end of the month. And mm-hmm. then look back and see how much time you've absolutely pissed away on And Facebook screen time on your phone as well. Then you're like, oh, so here's an interesting, feel sick. An interesting thing I did used to do with my laptop, I don't do it anymore actually, is I would total... So in the Pomodoro book, he recommends track your Pomodoros and yeah. like a log. So I did it when I initially started them. And I would compare time on rescue time, which is screen time in a week, to Pomodoro time. So how much time? And it was like 10 50, 50. No, no, it was it was like ten plus hours across a week. Yeah, and I'm just like on my laptop. Yeah, what the fuck am I doing? Like I could watch five films. But is that not times time like in between Pomodoros and a little bit of it? Is uh, that, yeah, yeah, actually, yeah, 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 there's going to be that. a number of there's going to be an hour a day. Oh no, actually least. no, I tracked a a class to Pomodoros thirty minutes. Uh, okay, that's very clever. So that's so that's just so I see two Pomodoros as an hour of work. Yeah, essentially. Yeah, okay. Um, um, that digital yeah, that minimalism. Book. So, um, frightening, scary. Yeah, most people won't do it. That's the thing. How how um, ruthless? Because Cal Newport is like, you don't need to be on social media to build a brand. You don't need to be like I've seen. Is it a TED talk that he gave mm-hmm. where he's like about how and these are the common reasons as to why people say that they can't get off social media. Mm. And I'm like fucking hell, Cal. It like, pre- it's like it presses your buttons. Fifty it? Cal. Like <laughs> yeah. headshot, because it he he uses an example of a guy who's like trying to build his like he's he's a guitarist he's trying to build his brand on social media, and just lists reasons as to why like it's not the happening. guy's excuses. Yeah, even Anton Creel right has a section where he's like get rid of your smartphone. I don't care what your reasons are, just get rid of your smartphone. I use a Nokia eighty two ten, and. It's it SMS. It stores 50 numbers and SMS. But he tweets a lot. So he has his wife manages Instagram. Yeah. His wife he tweets mom, a lot though. He, but he tweets. So his rule is... Um, Does he write them on a bit of paper or something? Like do all of your work on Facebook, Twitter once a week. Schedule it. Impossible. You think he's doing For it? For you it's impossible. For him it's impossible. You think he's uploading stuff live? He's quote, he's quote tweeting stuff that's occurred within... Maybe. Maybe, maybe he's violating his own rule. I, he, he must be. Like because he's too responsive. Right. Online. Like you can't schedule a quote tweet from something that it is. Fuck you. Um, it is possible. He does have a media team. So it is possible that they're doing uh, that. Because he has a guy who manages, manages in all his, of his in, it, it is unequivocally in his tone. In his, okay. 
with 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 Rumbledon. Yeah, but then I don't know. Like it seems to me, especially like there's that quote: um, "No one is ever too busy to tell you how busy they are." It's like no one is ever so few people are too digitally minimal to not care about being on Twitter. Like Naval Ravikant, like bro, mm. you are without a doubt one of the biggest dicks that I've ever seen in my life. Spend a lot of time on Twitter still, though, don't you? So Twitter just doesn't mm. interest me at all. Me neither. Uh, it's and what George McGill will be dick swinging. Yeah, That's George McGill who'll be listening is is he's leveraging off this right? Like he's leveraging off this hyper aphorism like 360 character life fucking advice stuff that's going on and like for the people that like to consume that then cool but i've got a couple of problems with it first one is there's no context and mm. it's like fucking why does an inspirational quote not change your life and it's like well because time under tension mm-hmm. like as it matters and then the other thing is it, it the the dick measuring thing or the dick swinging thing like it just becomes everything's so pithy <laughs> and it's like it you can just tweet stuff that doesn't have to be like change. Why I'm your, better than you, and this is like, you know, change I, your world, and like, it, mate, like Twitter was. Well, I mean, it's an innovative way to use a platform. I, far, I just it. far rather like listen to those people in a long form, long form podcast, or like buy their book. Or yeah. like, you were saying the other day that books are the the value you get from a book for like five quid, seven quid. It's absolutely incredible. It's, it's a person's life work and they've spent years editing and writing it out and formulating their ideas. They should be like and then 100 quid. They and then you read a tweet that's just been bashed out or like a, yeah, yeah, you know, it's just, it's so... Gets read by 25,000 people. It's crazy. Yeah. And the, the, the thing, I, I suppose, that you don't, that I, certainly before we started using these things for business that you don't see as a user is that the way the platforms work is it, 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 it encourages a race to the bottom with clickbait. Yeah. To, for people oh, to get yeah. seen on the feed. Look, so, so Tristan Harris was saying, Tristan was saying mm. how the emotion of outrage is algorithmically the most Positive. successful thing yeah, for. Yeah. So, um, you, well, the, 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 the second, the, the only thing which comes second to it is like hyper agreement. Uh, okay. Right. Oh, yeah. So, you end up either with things which superbly support your view, which is why or like, violate yeah, them. So, like the, the anti vaxxer groups become these crazy circle jerks of like, you know, someone, someone posted, I, I, I think I'm not sending you guys a screenshot. Someone said, "Oh, like I've I've been diagnosed with sepsis and like I'm critically ill. What what should I do? I don't want to take antibiotics." And someone was commenting me that, "Oh yeah, just take high high dose vitamin C and you'll be." It's like that is fatal <laughs> advice. That you've just given <laughs> because you're in you've this killed echo- your friend. Yeah, but because you're in this echo chamber of like, oh yeah, screw antibiotics. That's just big pharma trying. It's so you end up with these like pockets of people that are just hyper agreeing with each other. And it becomes... There was something of a, a woman... Did you send it to me? With the kids. A woman whose kid had a meningitis or something. Yeah. I didn't get him vaccinated and he's got the disease. What, what, do, what I do I do? Yeah. Fuck off. It's so... It's like... So don't, don't build the, up this argument and then backtrack. The doctor, the doctor I was working with yesterday said that she was on a plane and someone um, had basically a sudden onset severe pain in the in the like lower chest, upper upper stomach area, which could be a number of things that are obviously quite 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 dangerous and severe she went over to attend to the patient and she felt this person just like standing behind her and she was like no no i you, you need to uh, you need to get some chilies you need to get some chilies for it and she was like i'm sorry what she's like, i'm a herbalist um he needs chilies because uh, she was like 
Okay, this guy's got a bleed in his stomach potentially, and you want to give him chilies. Also, we're on a plane. Like, where do you expect? Do you want to go to the kitchen and ask for some chilies? Like, go away. Like, you know, I appreciate you wanting to help, but so Brian Brian Cox said that in his presentation, someone said like, I can't remember the the question. It was something like, do you think there's a downside to science or something? And he went, Yeah, I mean. If you misinterpret things, and for example, you know, you think vaccines are bad or something like that, then then yes, that is bad. But I just thought like the way that he just just, just not even giving it time of day, like it's not even. Have you listened to him? Be careful. Have you listened to him on Joe Rogan? No, I want to, man. He's yeah. he is. I'd forgotten how much of a motherfucker he is, mm. and you don't because you presume that like fucking Carlo Ravelli or some of these more kind of backroom physicists. Uh, and like you, you discredit Neil deGrasse Tyson just because of how like prolific he is. Mm-hmm. You presume like you think Bear Grylls isn't hard. You're like, no, Bear Grylls would fuck you up. Yeah, like because he's so mainstream. Yeah, and you forget like I, that's the equivalent of being the best in your field. The mm-hmm. equivalent of being the cream of the crop. And yeah, maybe like if you niche down within to one area of bears, like like survivalism, he might not be as good. Or fucking hut building, <laughs> he might not be as good as this guy. Or you know, particle physics or mm-hmm. like whatever, like astrobiology. Um, what his face might not be quite so good. Be like, if you want to take a fucking broad spectrum view, he's got like it's a cosmic sized schlong, Literally, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. The thing that's, that was mental about it was it's Friday night. And there's a stadium, or not stadium, a, a, an arena full of people listening to a physicist explain space-time. And, like, as I was leaving, so, like, I, I'm sat, there's a moment where, you, where I realised, like, this is not going to be a relaxing night, like, two hours. And you go from this to, like, right, better pay attention here. Like, <laughs> fucking hell, like, th- this is not Roll simple. the coaster on. And it's lovely that it exists on a large scale and it's not become a kind of well, fringe it's, it's just thing. I, I look around and you think... All these people are here to listen to Sold that out. <laughs> explain space time, and like I find that really interesting. But I, I, I can't believe I that I'm that there's enough of you. The to... majority, and then as you're leaving, you hear people go, "Well, I didn't understand any of that," <laughs> but uh, they're, they're still like, "Oh, this is yeah, 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 yeah. Like, What the so fuck is I, going? <laughs> the, the the Brian Cox thing makes a little bit more sense to me than the Peterson, Sam Harris, Eric Weinstein thing. So, like, mm. how many people were there? Ten thousand, twenty thousand? Uh, no, well, I don't know. Five thousand. I don't know. What, that, I feel like you're the per, sort of person that. Well, yeah, but I can't. I don't know how many. I don't know how many stands were open. I don't know how far he'd taken the. Yeah, if, if there's anyone I trust to look at a crowd of people and be like, I could tell you. I could <laughs> yeah, tell you, but I don't know how much. So anyway, so it was. It was about. It was, it was a little way off the end, and there were seating all the way up and in the centre. <laughs> right. So was he at the very very end of the Metro Radio <laughs> no, Arena? No. Right. Halfway. A little bit past halfway. Too. Right. Okay. So that'll Two be. Thirds. Okay. So that'll be probably the same as that for Cirque du Soleil, which would be like. Oh, which you got pulled up onto the stage I for. got made to go up on stage and dressed up as a woman, yeah. Um, <laughs> Did you? Yeah, in front of a few thousand people. So I reckon there's maybe, let's say that there's 5,000 people at his show. Might be more, might actually be closer. We'll pay time. 50 quid. Yeah, so I mean, that, but that's crazy. But when me and George went to go see Jordan Peterson, like, I, I get Brian Cox just a little bit more. Well, he's on TV. He's, he's been on mainstream, he's yeah. been on mainstream TV. There's a big audiovisual element to it. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's a it's glorified cool. roller yeah, coaster. yeah. yeah. Jordan Peterson was him, just him and his, and his massive fucking spindly <laughs> fingers, just talking about archetypes and cooling everyone in the crowd. <laughs> his fan hands. And how many people were there? Three thousand, between two and three thousand, and all eagerly wanting to. Have speak you heard to Jordan him. Peterson break down his income? No. 
Where is it? Is it on YouTube? So there's a video where he gets interviewed by a French reporter. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. Have you seen that? And the French reporter... He's a bit reporter, of a dick, actually. Yeah. Reporter, yeah, yeah well, trying to trigger him a little bit. Yeah, mm-hmm. so he, he t- the French reporter asks him to expose his finances. <laughs> You're like, okay. I will. <laughs> sure. Um, he's got pretty big business for what I assume is a, like him and maybe one or two other people. Well, future, future author in suite and uh, under So I think he's making like, he's basically making a million quid a year off Patreon. Yeah. Well, not um, anymore. Not anymore, but at the time of the video he was. Yeah. Um, and then like he went through uh, book sales and events and stuff like that. Terrifying. It's big numbers, like much bigger than I was expecting. So the, fu- the funny thing about that, and Joe Rogan alludes to it all the time, is that, he says, like, the left fucked with the wrong person. <laughs> like, if you were going to pick someone to fuck to not fuck with, mm. it would be Jordan Peterson. Like, okay, we're going to just, like, poke this frog and see what happens. They picked the venomous one, didn't they? And you're like, oh, my God, Sticking this frog. Bones. This frog's turned into probably, what's he worth now? <laughs> Maybe, like, 10, tw- 20 mil? Probably yeah. more. Oh, see, and it wouldn't have happened unless the initial... Oh, it was, like, well, yeah, yeah. And you're like... That- Oh my god! And you're just watching him grow into this huge, fucking towering, monster. like yeah, monster. Like it's grown fangs, yeah. and he can fly. This leviathan comes out over the top of you. Fire he's breeze. got these huge Proper fingers, these shiny. spindly fucking fingers, and he's waving yeah. them around. And you're like, oh my god! Now he's rich. Oh shit! Now he's left, now he's left Patreon. And you're like, when he starts up his own version he of subscribe because his dick's too big. And yeah, it's just like when he when he when his shoulder. Him and Sam Harris are going to start up their own version of Subscribestar or Patreon. Like, when mm. that happens, they're going to be taking a percentage of everyone that moves over there and everyone fucking loves them. <clears throat> so this is something that Garrett White, who I imagine will not have been on yet. He will have probably he will been, have been. Oh, maybe, maybe. So anyway. something that he spoke, spoke about with regards to, like, trying to get a message to people. It's like people try and do charity events and things like that, but, like, what really makes a difference is the bloke with 10 million quid. <laughs> and, and like you just can't argue with that because like you can do whatever you want and like Until pack, pack bags at Morrison's but if there's a bloke with 10 million quid who wants to get a message out he's going to win every single day and so as Jordan Peterson progressively gets richer it's going to be harder and harder to shut him up if to he fight starts putting paid traffic behind stuff it's or just, oh just the stuff you can do like, can you, you imagine can you imagine if Jordan starts the, using click funnels just pulls the stop. big red lever <laughs> with Russell Brunson going like <laughs> God help us all. Okay, but he he's also he loves a fight, doesn't he? So like when that interview with the French reporter, like the French reporter gives him a bit of shit, and he just shuts him down. And you just think, oh yeah, yeah, don't poke the bear. So he said he says this really this really interesting thing. I think it was on Joe Rogan again as well, where he was talking about um, how he he's happy to have the fight, but he his natural proclivity isn't to that, and he says it takes him a couple of days to recover. So he wow. spoke specifically about the GQ interview right. with the woman, which was like Kathy Newman got sent away, um, trained for a while, like <laughs> came back with a 220 deadlift and, and, um, and, and like that she had notes with her and they didn't give him a, a microphone. It's for GQ. Microaggression. She just didn't realize that it was like Yuri Belkin meets Tom Martin. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It was it was UFC one all over again, right. and um, so he had that, and he's referring to that, and he goes, um, "It took me like two days to kind of recover from that because the and you are right, like he's able to keep his cool to a degree that like I've never ever seen anyone like even Sam mm. Harris lost his shit 
Like, he, he, he doesn't... He'll just been very conscious of the fact that he lost his shit. Yeah, he'll watch himself. Have you, heard the, have you heard the story? I'm just segueing massively here. But have you heard the story about when Sam Harris ended up getting... Um, like, two articles came out about him at the same time. It was, like, two hit pieces. He was on holiday in Hawaii. No. Oh, and he was with his family. Yeah, yeah, he was with his family, and he just torpedoes his own holiday. <laughs> <laughs> Completely really? torpedo. So he'd had this exchange. Watching back- himself torpedo his own holiday. He'd had this exchange back and forth with Ezra Klein from Vox, and um, he'd had this thing. And I remember him tearing apart Ezra Klein on the podcast later with them. The, yeah. So they sat down, and had this podcast. Had turned. He's like Ezra, Ezra, Ezra. Like please, in the interests of everybody's sanity that's listening, and blah, like the way he goes on. And uh, but he'd basically his idea was. I'm on holiday. This has really annoyed me. Fuck, what do I do? I also, like, my wife's here. Like, so I'm going to get in the doghouse if I keep on doing this. Which is nice to know that Sam Harris still, like, has to suffer with stuff like that. Mm. Um, Being in the doghouse. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Sam fucking mundane, Harris. Mundane stuff. Like, yeah. um, but, Can't meditate without that, can you, mate? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not enough mindfulness, yeah, to get yourself off the fucking sofa tonight. Um, so, yeah, and he's, he's saying that his, his solution was to just publish the email exchange. So they'd had this big email exchange, big long one, just like scroll, screenshot, scroll, screenshot, scroll, screenshot, like just went up the, oh, and just published out, but didn't really like double check how it looked. And because there wasn't any context behind that, that made him look even worse. And then he just like tweet, phone down, face down, like on the table, came back to it a couple of hours later and like all hell had broken loose. <clears throat> um, and you're like, fuck. It's just, it's nice to know that people. Like everyone has to do. It's, it's, it's so weird that you can it. set all hell going loose just by like typing yeah. something on your phone. And, and also, all hell hasn't broken loose. It's just different things happening on a screen. Yeah, true. If you take a very sensory view of it, it's mm. like yeah. it's all just fine. listen, Sam. Like, so was that your digital minimalism? Digital minimalism. Digital minimalism Digi- yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine is an app called. So you guys are gonna hate this, but it's called Spotify. <laughs> so, <laughs> even VXD is. <laughs> Is shaking his head. Do you need a cushion? Um, I think I'm just going to have to go. <laughs> so, guys, what Spotify does is if you have. <laughs> see him set off Johnny's tile. Um, if you have Spotify free and you hate the really intrusive, quite loud adverts, like the, the volume on. Chris <laughs> do, you mean that, do, you mean that, do you mean their earning? Their earning potential. Yeah. Chris has like had to relax and write it in yeah. the thing. So normally the, it's music and then it's like, hey, welcome to my... And then it's back to the music again. You're like, that's just blowing my head off. What Spotify does is it just detects when an advert's coming and just mutes Spotify for 30 seconds. So it doesn't speed up the way that you play the music. It just gives you 30 seconds It doesn't allow you to play songs within playlist without it being on random. No, you can. So on the desktop version. So this Spotify is a desktop app. You get full function Spotify apart from being able to play at the same time on multiple devices, and you can't. You we, we get can cut it out. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, so the is silent. I think that we'll do. I'll do one more, and then we'll do a quick fire round. Cool. Okay. It's fine. Uh, There's no iPhone equivalent. No. So you're not listening to Spotify on your iPhone. I don't really use it on phone. Would you listen to the gym? Um, podcasts or just by music? Do you not? Some, or like some, you used to going like I'm a little teeth. Oh, sure. Uh, that- <laughs> just, uh, um, uh, so Philip's sunrise lamp. Banger. Mm-hmm. Absolute 
fucking game changer. Mm. Uh, so, especially if you are from the UK and you don't get an awful lot of sunlight, you'll know that seasonal affective disorder, SAD, is a, a, a real thing. Like, I, I definitely feel better in the summer and worse in the winter. Yeah. Um, one of the reasons for that is your natural circadian rhythm gets thrown off due to melatonin production. That is dictated by the amount of light exposure that you get. Uh, a solution to that are these... Uh, like indoor sun lamps that you can get that are measured in lumens and they match the particular tone uh, of sunlight outside and you expose yourself to it for a particular amount of time. Sunrise lamps aren't bright enough. Even this one, which is like the biggest dick one that you can get, it's not bright enough for that to make a real difference. But for me, it's it's enough to kind of make me think that it's going to help. So the main thing is it's the same as a radio alarm clock that you would have normally, but it's got a bright as fuck light, which is a similar hue to what you will get on daylight that comes on before the sound goes off. So it means that you are able to wake up due to light as opposed to due to sound. It then also can fire out like nature sounds or whatever it is at the end of it. But for me, like it's the same as people that don't work in Pomodoros. Like if you're waking up to sound now, I'm like, what is this? Like the mm. fucking 1800s. <laughs> oh yeah, mate. Why don't you just like go and get someone to ring a bell at the local <laughs> church tower outside of your window? Yeah. Like, so you set it away for a particular time and it will slowly begin to increase the intensity of the light over a half an hour period before you wake up. And what that'll also do is play around with your cortisol level on a morning and also your melatonin release in an effort to ready your body to be awake uh, as opposed to sometimes especially if you if you're not using like sleep cycle which will use your sleep waves to then also try and time things in if you're not using either of these you're potentially in the middle of deep sleep and just getting like Ragged wrenched yeah. out of it which is not a nice feeling there'll be some days when you will wake up and you'll be like oh sure. my god like, if you feel drunk yeah but you try and wake up um yeah, whereas like agonizing sometimes like the pain that you get yeah, upon waiting, like, yeah. I think just... it's hard to turn that around as well. Like, I don't think I ever have like a, a productive morning or day if I've woken up feeling like that. Shit. Mm. Yeah. Um, so Philips sunrise lamp. There's also there's a number of other settings that you can use for it. It's got a, a sunset setting, which is quite nice. So again, when you go to bed, you can press ten minutes and it will go down from its uh, current brightness to zero. It's got a couple of other things as well where it's got a very very uh, low light way of displaying the time at night and I know this sounds so like finickety but you don't realise just how much light like a normal LCD clock will actually give off oh, so like much. if it's a fucking red one mm-hmm. like you know one of those like your mum and dad will have one and you're like it's this is this is brighter than it is during the day mm. like if it's all red you feel like you're in a Tom Clancy movie <laughs> and then someone's gonna like rainbow six your door in and like come in with a fucking laser gun um, <laughs> it's like, um, so reference. yeah the, the, that's really low I've now taken this to another another level of, of uh, anal and have got a second sunrise lamp of a different brand over the far side of the room nice um, reason for that is that I, my new year's resolution is no phone in my bedroom my you're an idiot if you just have it's like an asymmetric risk if you only have one alarm clock I needed a second alarm clock but I couldn't use my phone I also I also <laughs> couldn't use one which so you literally bought another alarm clock but the thing is as well I couldn't buy another Philips sunrise lamp <laughs> because if the power goes off then I'm fucked still 
So what I've got is, and it's only about 30 quid. It's If you don't have <laughs> 120 quid to spend on a Philips Sunrise lamp, this will be a moderately adequate alternative. Um, it's just a, a cheaper version of it. But the crucial thing this has is you put three AAA batteries in, and if the power gets killed, so it'll kick in on that. That's cool. So I'm like... It's got a backup power source. I've got a backup thing, which, I mean... Like I, the other thing as well is like I wake up at the time when I tell myself to wake up. Like the only thing that I'll miss, like if the power went off in the house, all that would happen is my, my miss my morning routine. Like I, it's very rare that I have to get up for anything other than my desire to wake up. The, the best insurance against against that is to just wake up at the same time every day because That's eventually, like now, now I wake up pretty much every day before any alarm goes off, and you get predictably tired at the same time. Yeah. I, I, well. I dream for the day when that's going to be the case, but for me, that's not happening. So we're now doing quick fire. Quick fire round. So, so mine feeds off that, which is nice. I'm on second stint of no caffeine, but now I think I'm just going to make it permanent. Really? Oh, Bloody oh, hell. Oh, so I'll, I'll, I'll explain. So the first time I did it was a 30-day challenge. My girlfriend said, I bet you can't go for 30 days without coffee. I said, fuck you, yes, I can. So I went I know, for 30 I days see the day. without, is... without coffee, without coffee at all. So that included decaf coffee. Mm. I just really like coffee, so I found that very difficult. Tried lots of different teas. Nothing was that great. This time, so then slowly slipped back into, you start with one coffee, then you're like, oh, let's have another one. <laughs> and you're back to four coffees, so you're like, back to where I started. So the start of this year, I was like, 1st of January, New Year, New Me, I'll just stop having coffee, see what happens. Stop having caffeine. So I've now, I've had caffeine on three occasions, all of them have been pre-workout and on all those sessions I've hit a big PB. <laughs> so I think like... Very large PB as yeah, well. Yeah, so for the first time um, ever, I think, apart from like maybe the first pre-workout I ever had, I'm experiencing the performance enhancing benefits of caffeine. Okay. And on a daily basis... Can you talk through the PBs? Because uh, I think... So, okay, so, <laughs> so um, the way it happened was I was going to train slightly later than normal. It's a big squat session. Um, thought I'm feeling a bit tired. I'll just have I'll have a coffee. So I had an espresso, single espresso. Got into training, squat two hundred, two hundred goes down, two hundred fires back up again, and I was like, "What the fuck just happened there?" Like that wasn't expecting it. Two hundred on the bar, same thing happened. Two thirty, same thing. Two forty was like the same speed two twenty would normally be. I was like, "Okay, <laughs> two twenty back on the bar." I was meant to do a set of five, did four, and I thought I'm just going to hit a PB here. So. 220 for six was a PB, hit seven, probably had another two or three in the tank. And I was like, this is, this is ridiculous. So I was like, it'll be a one-off. A couple of days go by, same thing happens with bench. So like, right, caffeine again, same thing. Deadlift, same thing. So, okay. Caffeine's a very powerful thing. (laughs) So on a, on a daily basis now, I'll just have decaf coffee and I don't honestly don't notice any change. Other than decaf coffee you're drinking. So, quite particular with this so <coughs> Usburn coffee if you live in you probably get it anywhere I suppose but their decaf coffee is genuinely nice as is the stuff you can buy in a Starbucks so Starbucks decaf coffee so you're not making anything at home yeah I grind grind the beans make it with an Usburn coffee company what is it just normal decaf just or? the beans so the, I've got a big kilo bag of the beans it's they, they, they only ages. do one just a couple of beans. Just a couple of beans. A couple of beans. Scoop, just, they just scoop, deep, scoop, so yeah, they've got they've got like twelve caffeinated variations and then deep. One. Right, okay. Yeah. So you know I was wondering yeah, yeah. I think that's the same with most first brands. Scoop the beans. Scoop the beans. Right, okay. So decaf coffee. Uh, at the same time I've also gone sober, but that's 
another conversation. Another conversation. Another time. So yeah, but that was your influence. I'm, in I'm amazed that you. So, so you are. You still going to have it pre-training? I think I'll probably use it strategically for big okay. sessions or like competitions and stuff like that. How did you sleep? Blown away. Post so that so that was what I was leading on from from that. Like the for me, I realised that or only realised after giving coffee up that caffeine up that consistent wake times are really difficult with caffeine because you don't. So to be clear, like I was the person telling you stuff who's pathetic Perfect for, not, avatar. for not having caffeine and always used to think that it, it wasn't making any difference, but you don't realise how much of a difference it's making until you remove it. It's so it. annoying. I really wish it didn't last that long. I wish there was a naloxone for caffeine, like an antidote to just, just get rid of it. Neuter it. Yeah, um, I've, I've found, so my caffeine usage tends to be once a day. Mm. Uh, first thing in the morning, mostly because I like it. And also I do, I do feel like I need that kick. I also train in the morning as well. Um, but I genuinely like on a night time now, like my eyes are drooping. That's um, what you want. And it, I think podcasted with Dr. Greg Potter, he, his advice and he fucking knows what he's talking about. If you have nine hours before, like that should be your bottom end mm. of, of where, where you're prepared to take it. I mean, I'm sure that there will still be some sort of effects downstream. If you have one at 6am and you go to bed at 9pm at night, but I'm gonna hope that you'll probably be able to mitigate more yeah. stuff. It's, it's always mm. just dose dependent, I think, as well. Like yeah, that. I feel like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I definitely, and I think, I think the standard office work is having a lot of caffeine. Anyone who's having caffeine after five pm, like Darren, will will go out for dinner. Yeah, and then Darren will have, will have a coffee. Feel like after a restaurant meal, it I'm, it completely boggles me. I've so never so Ben this. has a theory that. So he will do that and doesn't feel anything, doesn't affect his sleep. Mm-hmm. And isn't that asked about coffee? And he thinks that, so his girlfriend is, like me, loves coffee and couldn't be, couldn't get to sleep. So he mm-hmm. thinks there's just people who are really responsive, people who aren't responsive. Mm-hmm. But I, my is, response is that's still having an impact on you. There's people drunk. who say subjectively, I don't feel like I, there's much difference. But you also don't feel the amount, the percentage of REM sleep that you're getting. Because you're like REM. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so he might be able to get to sleep, and so yeah, he doesn't feel like from his mind. There's no. There's you, also, no you don't necessarily feel dietary fat or sugar or protein, so but it's it's still there. Oh yeah, it's, exactly. It's, and it was only when I started drinking coffee that I started to fall asleep during. So like I reintroduced I saying, it yeah. last year. I had it just a couple, and I started falling asleep during the day. And I I never fall asleep during the day normally, mm. and it was just because. The knock-on effect of the reduced sleep quality that night cascaded <laughs> down. Yeah, especially but, this time of year. So you're or maybe linked to your video about vitamin D and caffeine when there's no sunlight and how that can become a, mm. a negative spiral. I, th- I think just just try it. I suppose if yeah. you drink a lot of coffee, the first week is hellish. Well, if you do Johnny's yeah. decafing protocol, yeah, that which is on our Instagram, have a look. Then that is how to just make it. Seamless. You don't even notice it's happening. Yeah, it is. Or you can rip the bandaid off and go so, navy seal mode. So yeah. speaking of seamless, um, I am <laughs> um, no fat. My life hack is cut a tennis ball in half. Christ. And it's, I, I was just joking about no fat, but um, <laughs> if you have a door that often hits the wall, makes a hole in the plaster, cut a tennis ball in half, super glue it to the wall. Looks like a nice little abstract bit of art on your wall, so that's that's one good thing. And also, the door will bounce off the tennis ball and <laughs> doorstop. <laughs> yeah, you say. Yeah. yeah, you can install a doorstop, but like the the heavy the heavy brass things that you stick in the floor. No, I was thinking more like, like a wedge. Well, just any doorstop. 
that's built for that. Are you not going to remove the paint on your wall? This is for my front door. So yeah, so I just I just think that there will be a lot of people who are very particular about how they've decorated the house. Mm-hmm. It's and always a conversation piece. Oh, it looks funny there. Oh, I get it. That's so clever. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm. I, my given the choice, a bit zany. It is given nice. given the choice between hole in the wall and half tennis ball on the wall. That that's what it was. So I I, I covered up an existing hole in the wall as well. Oh, oh right. Well, I mean, so, no brainer. Yeah. yeah. I just thought fine for the scoop of beans. For the scoop of beans. Can we link that clip? Video man, Dean will make it work. Can we have it here, Dean? Foot to scoop the beans with? Foot Dean's scoop. like, oh, guys, man. What, what do you want me to do? Just leave all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, right. I can't sell any petrol. <laughs> uh, the new Alan Partridge is coming out soon, and we're we're all very excited. Oh, aren't we? God. Uh, okay, so, so my my final one is as a gentleman, uh, treat yourself with a sit down wee. Oh yes. Okay. I just I I think it's an underused. You're not worried about your winky touching the the toilet itself inside of the bowl, mm. uh, especially on my toilet. I know that my toilet's very clean. Very well, hot. It gets, it gets hot cleansed every time. <laughs> so, the uh, the previous owners of this house, when they had the downstairs toilet fitted, they plumbed the cistern of the downstairs toilet into the hot water, not into the cold. And it, it it gets pretty clean. Steamy in the winter. Yeah, there is steam coming. I think it'd probably be quite nice, actually. It's pretty nice, pretty warm. Very Does it affect your, yeah. Does it affect your bills, I suppose you don't know, do you? Fuck no. You've never, you've never not had it, so. Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't flush that much. It's a small, do you know what I mean? It's like a, a small amount of water. Mm. Um, but yeah, sit down, we. Like, especially, you know, I guess as a girl, like if you're having a stand-up wee. Have a sit-down poo. You're not having a stand-up poo, i.e. definitely. I've seen a guy take a stand-up poo. Can you poo a stand-up, stand-up poo? Yeah, it was, he's what a, in full extension? He's mental. He he's got two really large testicles because he's he always gets them out. Is it that um, guy that calls it the brain? No, but the, right. <laughs> he, I was at a, I, I had a party at my house, and when I left my room, he slipped into my bed naked, and was like, "Oh, mate, you get me a can of coke?" Like, no, get out of my bed. Stop <laughs> being naked, and um, he. Is just always like doing. He's stuff. a bit of an exhibitionist, yeah. yeah. Like there was a house viewing, and like students coming in to view his house, and he was sat in his room, masturbating. I think knowingly, like it, I mean, this is quite it makes him sound like a real <laughs> offender. Offender, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so publicly masturbating, and he had a stand up poo. Yeah, he had the stand up poo. That was pretty nice. Yeah. So <laughs> sit, sit down. We especially, especially as well. You know, like if you wake up, I don't know whether you you guys get this going on from the sleep thing. You know when you wake up at like 5am or like 4am? No. 5am or 4am. <laughs> Dean was thinking it. Stop thinking about erections. Bloody hell. 5am um, or 4am and you don't want to Show your erection. allow yourself to pass the upper threshold of wakefulness because if you do, if you start to like deploy too much cognitive power mm. to move around, so you like yeah. kid yourself and you're like, like slop on the toilet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is like hundred percent the top benefit of sit down wees. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Because you can just sit and you're like, ah, oh, at least it's going in. Mm-hmm. You, you can you can sit head in hands or rest on your knees. Yeah, <laughs> not everyone's got not everyone's got the mobility that you do, man. The life problems. It's such a sad image. Like, <laughs> sit head in hands and contemplate your own mortality a while naked, you're having a, a sit down Arab. Wee. 
head in hand, having yeah. a wee. Were they completely done it again? Stop it! Set it stop it! They completely hairless, hairless asshole. Yeah. Oh, someone, uh, someone piped up. Actually, we've got the, to finish off. We've got a, a one that was submitted in the comments. Oh. Uh, called me and Daniel Sloss amateurs for saying that we have to work ourselves up to shave our assholes, uh, right. and said, uh, "Boys, yous are absolute amateurs. Veet sensitive." Really? <laughs> like, just veet the full thing, washes off. So that- I thought it was going to go down the route of, like, just go straight in. With what? Well, you, you were saying, is he, he was implying, you said you have to work yourself up to it. Work yourself up to, like, the bravery to put a shaver down there. Yeah, mm. I'm saying so. I thought he was going to say, like, oh, I just, I just fuck off. Hack around. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay. The only, so I suppose the thing with using veet, like a hair removal cream versus waxing. estrogen. No, no, it's, <laughs> everything. Everything's got estrogen in, doesn't it? it? I'm sure it does. It, it's just the like one is the temporary solution, whereas waxing is like permanently weakening the follicles, and so right. eventually you don't have to shave. What is going on? <laughs> what is that? Why is it so it's loud? Tile. I think this is a life fail. It yeah. is a life fail. <laughs> it's fucking shit. It's definitely. Who bought you it? You didn't buy it for yourself. No, it was a Christmas present. A year year and a bit ago. Was it? Yeah, I knew it was. I knew it. I knew it was. Johnny, you like life. It's the sort of thing I do need, but but since then, annoyingly, I've established a very consistent routine with where I put my wallet. (laughs) So here's a here's a good point for a a little bit of a life fail. I came in once, like I always have the same routine when I come in into the kitchen. Bag goes down here. Open the door. Bag goes down, etc., etc. Everything has its place. It's just idiosyncratic now. Don't think about it. Once. Came into the living room, lost my keys for half a day. Oh. <laughs> diverted, diverted oh, one man. choice. Came into the living room to say hi to to, to Lewis, and I was like, "What the fuck has happened?" Because keys are just taken care of by automatic behaviour, and that's derailed. That's it. Fucked. Yeah. Uh, thank you very much for tuning in. Uh, don't forget comment thank below you. with your favourite life hacks. We will give you potentially. £150 worth from the Protein Works. Thanks to the Protein Works for sponsoring this episode. We will be back very, very soon with an awful lot of different things. Links to everything will be in the show notes below. And also, if there's any referral codes and things like that, we'll try and find them. Any discounts will be in there as well. Share the episodes, like the episode, subscribe. Okay, bye then. Bye then.